0: Welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens, this is Ash. I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Jimin. Hi guys. And Nat. Hey. We're here, again, for another week of K-pop goodness. Even with everything going on in the world, but we will soldier on through somehow. First up, Did anyone want to talk about what they've been listening to lately?
1: Yes. So, (laughs) sorry, Matt. Um, Here lately, I have been, uh, there is this song called um, Lost. I'm not going to promote who it's by, but it's called Lost. It is really good. It's a K-pop song. And I had, I just discovered it. Like, I always kind of knew it existed, but I kind of just discovered it at the same time. so I encourage you to look it up and if you can figure out who the song is by, then you will have the pleasure of listening to it. Um, I've also, of course, been listening to Institute 127, Love Me Now and Not Alone, even though I haven't been listening to those two as much, just because Lost has been really stuck in my head lately. Um, I've been listening to Newest, I'm in Trouble. That is probably one of the top songs of the year, it's probably song of the year so far. Um, so, yeah, of course, that, that is on my playlist. Um, and beyond that, I've been listening to lots and lots and lots of Motown. I Anybody who knows me knows that I really, really love Motown. Um, and I like music from that era. Um, and so, yeah, just lots of and lots of Denise Williams as well. I don't know if you guys know who she is. You should. Actually, sure. everybody knows Denise Williams. How could you not know? Yes, Let she was super iconic. She has a super iconic song called Silly. So I would be very shocked if you didn't know the song.
2: And let's hear it for the boys. Yes, Footloose. Yeah. Um, and That's not also the way I think of when I hear her, like I hear her name, it's always let's hear it for the boys. Let's hear it for, for the reason. boys. Yeah. She
1: also has uh, it's gonna take a miracle. Yes, that is yes. true. Uh so <laughs> That those are all great songs. um I really encourage you to listen to them. Also, I believe it is the OJs who have all of the hits, and I just um I just n- realized that the other day, um because I was just I happened to say, tell, say to my mom, like, "Man, like, I didn't realize they made some of those hits that like she used to be my. Girl. I didn't know that that was their That's song. Insane. Yes. Um, but they're my favorite song by them, of course, is They Smile on Your Face but all the time they want to take your place. Who, who are they? Y'all supposed to say who, you they know who, they know who they are.
2: Y'all don't know who they are? Y'all <laughs> don't know the song? I don't know the song. I only know Love they Train. They smile
1: in the- your face all the time they want to take your place. The backstabbers. Backstabbers, yeah, this. No, you
2: know, it's really funny. I actually have backstabbers on my phone. Like, if we were using video, you'd see that it's actually already saved in my phone. But that's it didn't come to mind at all. I apologize.
1: Wow, <laughs> the Black delegation would like to trade Natalie. Uh, in the twenty twenty race draft. <laughs> Do you remember Dave Chappelle did <laughs> the race draft? <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, we need a we need a race draft. Um, I feel like we could trade Lil Wayne to the White Delegation. Mm, facts. So. <laughs> all right, um, but yeah, that's what's been I've been listening to. What about you guys?
2: I've been listening to a lot of. Um, I've been all over the place. The last verses, which was the epic, the iconic, the like. I don't even know what to what to say because it was just so live, so lit, so amazing, um, and <laughs> and it was Beanie Man versus Bounty Killer, and it was just like Jamaica stood up, tall and proud that night, and it was just fantastic because it reminded me of my childhood. Um, it reminded me of just like how great a nation, you know, Jamaica is. It had they had played the national anthem in the beginning, which I mean, it's kind of ridiculous, but also very much on, on, on par with them. They played all the hits and they had so much fun doing it. And they had dancers. The police came and showed up uh, to sort of lock things down. And me and mom was like, uh, do you want to be that guy? And Rihanna was in the comments, like, bro, you need to leave. And it was, it was fire. It was so much fun. Like I loved it. I, I thought it was, the most fun I've had in a very 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 long time and I love the whole versus thing because I've always enjoyed that the ones that I've watched um and I I love how it's celebrating black me black music black people just the culture um I I'm I kind of feel like it had to have happened before the events of this week um because it's sort of hard to be in a that kind of spirit I feel like with everything that's going on right now. Uh, But I feel like, you know, in terms of what we've gotten from the quarantine that have made it bearable in some ways, the verses have been one of the things that I've enjoyed the most. And this one was just hands down, just so much fun. I loved it so much. Uh, So I've been listening to that and like a lot of reggae and stuff like that. And I've also been listening to um, just like Apple Music playlists, just to sort of like expand things that I'm listening to. Uh so I've been listening to The Weekend. <laughs> I've been listening to Trey Songs. <laughs> uh, and there's actually one song that I've been listening to like a lot, a lot. Change of the Rhythm by Katy Perry is a fantastic song. I don't know why it didn't pop off the way it did, like it was supposed to when it dropped, but it's a great song and it makes you think. Okay. Uh and I think the only other song that I really, really um enjoyed was, was it, from? it was like a toronto artist and uh oh division that's who it is division featuring ty dolla sign and uh and so that's what i've been listening to i've been listening to k-pop too but mostly just A Pink. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just A Pink actually. Oh, and the Wayne Excel soundtrack because um, Babyface did a sort of introspective on the album, and he you know brought up all of the ladies who were on it and like little anecdotal like stories about them. You laughed, you cried. It was a fantastic time. I did watch Wayne Excel before that because I hadn't seen it in years, and. Ladies, do not do what any of those women in that movie did. Please, I just, I just, well, except for Bassett's character, she was on top of it. Bernie was on top of it, but everybody else was just not, not smart. Um, but the album itself is so fantastic, and his stories were fantastic, and his love and appreciation for the music and for these ladies was fantastic. And yeah, it, it's really weird how leading up to the events of this week, everything was so great in some ways like not perfect obviously we still have a pandemic you know people are still dying it's it's not a, still it's not a good time but in terms of music I felt like so much love for black music and I still have love for black music obviously but it's just things are different right now uh but yeah sorry if that was long and rambly
0: <laughs> So I haven't really been listening to much music lately I've been actually listening to a lot of podcasts and radio and things like that but A Despair Some Time, for the iconic, um, irreplaceable Mariah Carey, Yes, I Am a Lamb, have been one for a very long time. And yeah, I went back in time and listened to a lot of her older stuff. Um, I'm more a fan of Mariah's older music, but she's done some pretty good stuff in the past, like 10 or so years, um, had some good tracks come out. So, um, I kind of went on the Mariah binge on the past week and I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I listened to that stuck out to me, highly disappointed by Lady Gaga's latest effort, Chromatica. It's, um... Outdated club bangers, and that's not what I'm looking for when I listen to Lady Gaga music. So, yeah, not my cup of tea. So, let's move on to our news topics. First up YG is opening in house producer auditions for the first time since the founding of the agency. um, It says these called the first YG producer audition. Audition submissions are open now until June 30th. There are no age restrictions, nationality restrictions, or academic background restrictions. So if you're interested, go ahead and send them in i guess teddy has basically been the only person that you've been depending on um particularly for blackpink's releases i guess they're finally looking to diversify their lineup a bit i mean i guess that's assuming they can afford more people which you know they're hiring some more so i guess they can which personally is a good idea for me because Teddy Sound has really grown old and kind of stale. I mean, there's only so much that one person can do for one group. So there's that. And YG himself may be reinvestigated by the sole prosecutor's office on the charge of interference on BI's drug case. So... YG um, have previously been accused of using threats against a witness to cover up B.I.'s involvement in drugs. But now the investigation is being reviewed because it may have been some corruption involved in, in the investigating aspect of it. So they're going to be looking more into the case and allegations of a whistleblower outing or into allegations of the whistleblower being outed. So this is another issue for YG. Um, I don't know. It seems like it's hard to make things stick for this guy, even if they are going back in and looking at the case. I... I personally don't think he's going to jail or he'll really be accused or, you know, anything will actually stick to him because he knows too many people. (laughs) I think YG is just one of those people that has a guy for everything. And he obviously has, knows a lot of people in high places. And I don't think that whatever this ends up being it probably won't be ending up with him being arrested so any thoughts on the auditions or yg
2: it's weird that he has so many people on his roster that want to make their own music and he's still looking for a producer so it's
0: only like teddy right
2: Well, yeah, but, like, the thing is that, like, I'm pretty sure that GD and all these artists, a lot of them want to make their own music on their own, you know, like, and just sort of be what BTS is being pushed as, um, even though we've seen how many people work on their music. (laughs) But a lot of the times I always got this this impression that the members of 21 and, and Big Bang especially would like to just, you know, be free to create something on their own without... YG pushing you know a producer on them and in the case of producer I mean Teddy uh so it's kind of interesting that you know they're they're not just allowing them to sort of like take the reins and make their own stuff you know like why do you need to like have a competition for a producer and start from the ground up why don't you just you know like do what other companies do hire there are so many people in Korea who just do producing just use them for whatever album you're going to be doing and just move on, you know, (laughs) like, and, and then trust your artists because a lot of the artists there do write their own music and kind of have an idea of the sound they want to bring and like, have it be a collaboration in that sense and foster maybe more of a creative environment where, um, your artists are not starving to be on stage and, and make music because you're stingy with, with, um, comebacks you know like it's it's just kind of strange the way that YGE operates And I don't know if it's because he's in charge and he's so stupidly stubborn for the most part that he wants things to be a certain way even if it doesn't make sense like Blackpink not having a full album and only having 13 tracks you know in how many we were ever year how many years that they have been active and also doing all these world tours with these 13 songs like it just a lot of the logic is lacking but I'm not surprised about this because I did hear a rumor that Teddy and YG were beefing. I don't know if it's a credit situation where he wasn't given Teddy the money he was supposed to be getting, or if it's because Teddy has the black label now and he just wants to focus completely on that with Sony and whoever he has on it. But I did hear from before that there was some beef going on between Teddy and YG. And so this is not a surprise at all. And, uh, you know, if YG goes to jail, I would be very surprised. I just feel like he knows too much about certain people that I don't think he'll ever go to jail. <laughs> but it's 2020. The world is on fire. Anything could happen. So uh, hopefully justice is served. And um, we still get the Big Bang album later this year.
0: On to the next. In COVID-19 news, um, as far as Korea is concerned, um, our last episode we talked a bit about some of the idols who were suspected of having been out and about, um, particularly at some nightclubs where people were infected by an individual who had been to the same place. Um, there were some people that were suspected, and it was confirmed that Jungkook, um, Unwu Jaehyun of NCT 127, and Minyu of 17, and then Eunwoo is from Astro, um, that all of them were out together and were out clubbing in Itaewon or, or going out in Itaewon and apparently they visited a restaurant and two entertainment facilities um, the main issue with this is that you know these idols are known for promoting social distancing and quarantining and all these things and that they obviously weren't doing these things they were going out, they weren't quarantining afterwards Nobody would have even known about it if, uh, you know, Dispatch hadn't have found out. So, there was a bit of an uproar in South Korea about it. And because of that, a couple of the idols did write um, letters. Um, I don't remember exactly who wrote letters um, so jologizing
1: Jahan wrote the first letter, and then Anu basically just copied Jahan's letter,
0: okay. <laughs> uh, and yeah. put his
1: name on it. so,
0: yeah, um, okay, yeah, yeah, thank you. And then the other two, I guess, did not write letters, although all of their companies released statements confirming and apologizing for what the idols did. and Korean, South Koreans were, you know, in general upset because, you know, they were obviously violating social distancing and quarantining quarantine rules, self-isolation rules, that sort of thing. And it was also found out that Winters Mino um, had not been to a club. He had actually been to someone else's house as opposed to that. So it seems like it was more of a risk smaller gathering, um, as opposed to being out in the public space. In addition to those people, uh, it was also revealed that T.R.S. Hyoman, Juyan, Song Yun-jae, and Ki, Hee-jung, and Lee Min-jung were all out also partying around May 9th. And they were at a birthday party. And there is an alpaca present. <laughs> for some reason. So their company has also released statements about the topic. So all of that's been going on. And then recently, uh, Big Hit, um, well, Big Hit's BTS, um, Suga, released his mixtape under the name August D and he made a comment about the mixtape and COVID-19. And there's some there's some consternation on whether or not the actual what the actual translation of what he said was, but this seems to be the clearest English that we have for it so he commented that because of schedule changes caused by COVID-19 he had time to add two extra songs and then film a music video for his single Dechita. so he said a luck that COVID-19 brought not because of but thanks to COVID-19 we have De Chita. if we were still touring i wouldn't have been able to shoot the music video some outrage over that because what is he saying? Is he saying that thanks to COVID nineteen, I was able to do all this stuff, or you know, it was lucky that COVID nineteen happened, or it was just by luck that COVID nineteen happened and all this stuff was able to get done. It, we don't know.
1: Um, well, that's a golden question, is it? Isn't it? It's like. Is he saying, is it serendipitous that this happened? Or is he saying, you know, something else? And people are, of course, saying, well, it's ridiculous to think that he's saying something else. But he did not at all word what he said carefully. I mean, if you, I've read the Korean that he said and I know what he said. I don't, I, I feel like people who were translating were like either trying to hide what he said. Like there was a lot of, you know, that whole, oh, it was misinterpreted. But if you actually are the type of person that wants to read it for yourself, then you can figure out what he said. And and it's just, you know, really kind of distasteful. It's not, I don't necessarily think it was malicious, but I do think it was a situation where it was like, you could have really chosen better words. Like um, some of the words he chose he definitely could have said it differently. Um, it, it gives it this vibe that he thinks that um, he he feels like coronavirus is a good thing. Obviously, I don't think he feels that way necessarily, but I I definitely can see how someone can take that and understand it that way just because of the words he chose, the specific words he chose. Um, and I, I don't know, I just feel like even if you don't know Korean and you just read the translation, which is actually an extremely accurate like the what the one that you just said "ash is exactly like a, almost word for word what he said, you can still be rubbed the wrong way, like even if you read it in English, you know what i mean so i, I just I just want to hear from maybe you guys' perspective, maybe Nat you can come in on this you know some for people who just you know, maybe don't have the context surrounding what he said, just from like an outside perspective, what do you guys think of it? Do you think that, can you see the issue with it, or do you feel like it's overblown? Like, where do you stand? I'm really curious to see what you
2: guys think. Well, I can only go by translations, okay? So, it seems like most of the translations have it positioned that he was saying that it was thanks to um, Corona and COVID, sorry, or COVID-19 that he was able to do these things because if we didn't have this global pandemic that killed all these people um, and ha- will leave a lot of people with very long lasting um, issues and illnesses uh, and who knows, God God knows why else, because I mean, it's still relatively new, uh, it, respiratory issue uh so it's it it sounds like he he's not saying he's he is happy that this situation has occurred but because the situation has occurred he was able to do things that he wasn't able to do before and i think that it does like if somebody felt a way about it i can completely understand it because you don't like i feel like anybody who Okay, I don't want to say anybody who had sense, but (laughs) I kind of feel like anybody who said that out loud would be like, ooh, let me correct myself, you know? Yes, yes. And that's kind of like the way I look at it. Because remember, we were talking before about like, um, and I mentioned that, that, you know, I don't leave my house. So I have more money to, you know, pay down on some life debt. I made sure that I worded that. Yeah, <laughs> In like a you way. Didn't go the coronavirus. Like yeah, you not didn't like, say that. Even now, when I talk about like, oh, I don't have to leave my house, which is great for my anxiety, I don't really think like, I don't say, like, oh, yay, corona, rona, you know, you're doing it for me, girl. Like, I'm not saying any of that, you know? And if I do feel like it come across like I'm saying any of that, I correct myself right away. Because you know, once you've said something out loud, you kind of can hear it in and, and you can kind of dissect it in different yeah. ways. And so I feel like if. Like, I don't I still don't think it's malicious, but right. I feel like he was careless with what he said. Yeah. And I think that when you're careless with your words, people have a right to be upset about it. Yeah, and it, so, yeah, in, in this case, especially like with what's going on in the world, you have to be very, very careful about the things that you say. And I wouldn't be surprised if fans were blaming translations and maybe trying to hide it because it's not like it's not it's, it's not like that's not something that they have not done before. You know, mm-hmm. so in this case, dude. You should say something because the way that you came across was not great. It's not good for your image. It really does make him sound kind of like a jerk. Yeah. And, and
1: yeah, sorry. It's totally okay to make a mistake, right? Yeah, absolutely. But you need to correct it as soon as possible you yeah. realize it. I totally agree with you.
2: Sorry. Go ahead. Go keep no, 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 no. I was just going to say like, I don't know. Yungi, you know I talk about him and how pretty he is all the time on here so you know I, I can I feel like I have I feel like people maybe are under the assumption that I am an Augusty Suga Yoongi fan I'm not I'm superficial I'm a fake person you know I'm a fake fan <laughs> because I feel like the more you get to know about him the more his ego sort of turns you off and I, I can only say that as, as, like, me as a person who sees the things that he says, the things that he raps about, we were talking about um, Dejita before and how it was, like, all these haters that you can't name. And it also came across too in nah, the rap, songs. <laughs> but it also came across in the rap songs that they did with the rap line on their last album when we did the album review. Yeah, They talked a lot about haters, but I'm kind of like, who's the haters? Where are they? Like, you have people who are not fans of your music, yes, but I've never actually seen somebody come up and be like, "Oh, BTS is ugly and untalented as fuck," and. You know, they suck. Like, I've never actually seen somebody say that. I've seen them, their fans say that about other groups. Yeah. And (laughs) And the the funny (laughs) thing about that, too, is like,
1: I do think that in the past, there were people who said things about them. Like, I do remember seeing videos where, like, hip hop. Artists, quote unquote, <laughs> Korean hip hop artists would yeah. say, like, oh, you sold out, and like, you know, you're doing the whole K pop thing and you're wearing all the makeup and you're running around looking like a girl and these, these sorts of things, which obviously looking like a girl is not an insult. <laughs> um, but they're framing it that way, and I can understand why you would be upset with that. But, girl, we got it after the first cipher. How many times do y'all have to make a rap song about these same people? Which, of course, I want to clarify obviously the songs are not about these same people the songs are about different people they've evolved to the point where i mean there was a beef between bobby and rm and now there seems to be a beef between well a one-sided beef between uh (laughs) sugar and bi like it's just we get it like it's just we talked about it in the music video reaction which go check that out um we're gonna have that out you know um, but okay. <laughs> yeah, when we, <laughs> yeah, we when we reacted to that you talk, we had, um, we talked about it, but it's just like, you're right. The, these imaginary haters, like I, I can't imagine, even if let's say, even if, you know, of course they have people who you could call quote unquote aunties, right? I will never yeah. say that they don't. I'm sure that every K-pop group has, aunties, has an auntie, but What is the likelihood that BTS is seeing more anti-comments than they are all of their fans and their yes men and all the people who are just kissing up to them? Because that's the one thing that a lot of like celebrities who reach a certain level of fame um, who go kind of crazy with it. You can say that about like, you know, I I love her to death, Whitney. A lot oh, of people, who's, yes. a lot of people who pass away, you know, with drugs involved, there tends to be a lot of yes men. You know what I mean? Yep. So my point is, is like celebrities are going to have people who just kind of feed their ego. Exactly. And, and I, I, I'm hard pressed to believe that BTS is more engaging, more with aunties than they are people who are feeding their ego on a daily basis. I'm happy I mean,
2: with all them articles that come pop up about them all the time. All the
1: time. And then you've got little things like the I don't know if you guys heard, but one of their managers, girl? his girlfriend, yeah, was riding that. around in their van flaunting, like, look at me, I'm in BTS's van. Like, if you see stuff like that, people are just happy to be in your van. Not even in your presence, not even holding something that belongs to you, but being in somewhere that you have been in before. (laughs)
2: Like, that's so strange. I am breathing their air. (laughs) Like,
1: if you have people doing that, I don't see how your world could be so negative all the time. It makes me feel like you were trying to to find negativity where there seems to be very little of it that you can readily see like I, I don't know it just seems strange to me and so yeah those imaginary haters and, and picking fights with people who are I mean YG Entertainment is already dead I mean <laughs> the, the, how are you gonna kick a dead man when he's down I mean we kick the dead we, we kick YG but it's different
2: <laughs> yeah is still much richer and much more connected than we are the, so. the <laughs> okay. and,
1: and an absolute there's a lot of things going on there but that's not what he's talking about when he's rapping about pill popping celebrities who are uh selling out for tiktok and all this that and other he's not talking about you know yg abusing like the you know he's not talking about sungry's burning sun he's not talking about yg being uh basically abusive to his artists he's not talking about yg selling bi out He's not talking about, you know, all of the the inth room scandals and all of the corrupt government officials. You know, BTS was building. They built their brand brand on being anti-establishment and being about the youth culture and being anti-government. And, you know, let's rise up and be free. But they're not, not speaking out about any of this corruption going on in their society. Absolutely but, none. I mean, I have yet to hear Anybody from Big Hit Entertainment, let alone from BTS, speak up about the interim scandal. And I'm sorry, that is the most, that is one of the most disgusting scandals I've heard in my life. I mean, you talk about hundreds of thousands of people are involved in that scandal, exploiting um, young children. Like, I I don't understand, like, you don't talk about that yet you want to call BI out for... Okay, I keep saying B.I. and, you know, just because I think it's B.I., but he's specifically calling people out for using drugs. And it's like.
2: That's your concern, Yungi. Yeah, that's what you're worried about in your culture. Actually, I, I will say that I did notice that for all the talk that, you know, Forbes and all these these places give to the group about. You know, their social justice. They don't actually talk about social social justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do a lot of like love yourself stuff, which but is not they, social justice. No, it's not. It's it's like that's more about you know, like mental health and internal. Yeah, and, and internal stuff. I I never really see them talk about actual important, like not that Political that's not important, but I don't. Yeah, I never see them actually, you know, put their their platform where their their causes. You know, oh, like right. it's. Like it's just really strange that you know they have uh, completely positioned themselves as the voice of the people, and yet um, you know the people are depressed. Yes, but they're, they. I I feel like what Day Six did with Zombie. I feel like I've never. I'm like I'm not a BTS fan, anyways, so I I can't really say like for sure they have. Done it or they haven't done it, but I haven't seen that type of thing from BTS before. Like in terms of what I saw with like Day6's Zombie um, and just like Jung Jonghyun sorry, with um, the song he did with Taeyeon, I can't remember oh, the name lonely? Yeah. Oh, Lonely? Oh, yeah. Jonghyun
1: is, you know what, that's one thing I can say is like you know, even though you're, you're going to be hard-pressed to find an SM artist that does talk about social justice, yeah. one thing I can say about Jonghyun is that his music that did speak on mental health came from a very real and deep place. It was not shallow and in any sense of the word.
2: And it also it, felt like he knew what he was talking about. Yes. And he wanted to um be a comfort mm-hmm. to people who also felt the same. And I feel like that's what zombie was like to me as well with day six. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think like when I listened to it at that time, I was like not really I couldn't really get into it because I wasn't really in that headspace and I'm still not, but every time I think about, you know, like where the world is right now, that song does come to mind for some weird Mm -hmm. reason, because like, I just like got that feeling from it, you know, um, that sort of like, everything sucks. I hate it so much. And you're sort of like, you know, you're a zombie sort of like just mindlessly moving around and, and like, existing in some ways right Mm -hmm. and i feel like i've never actually got that anything that deep from anything that i've seen from bts before and i mean i as i said i'm not really like a fan so i i don't know right right to be able to say like oh they have a b-side that does this you know i don't i I don't know that so maybe there is and maybe i just don't know it but in terms of like i've known i do know their their um title tracks Mm-hmm. And the things that I, you know, like when we did The the listen and the stuff that I picked up Over time, and I don't know, it just feels Like, I mean we always Talk about how they kind of come across as fake Deep, but like if you really Think about it, what are They actually talking about that's relevant In terms of their Their global position? Yeah, but, and I think that's the heart of it Right, it's like
1: I, And I don't want To dwell too much on the actual fake deep Part in terms of like the message that they're delivering and how effectively they're delivering it because we have talked about it. Yes. But I do want to talk about like the specific idea of them being this paragon of social justice. And I want to kind of loop this into Jungkook uh, because I do want to say, you know, uh, for all of the things that, you know, we just said and we just, are, and we just kind of went through, I do want to say that I, I'm not really angry with Jungkook for going to the club. I'm not uh, no, I think it was stupid. <laughs> but I <didn't> think it <laughs> I'm was not bad. like not upset with him in that way. I don't think he was trying to put people in harm's way. I don't think he was trying to make a in, in, this, in the I don't even think that he made the same type of mistake that Yonggi did. I think that Yoongi's mistake is very different. I think that Jung mistake was a mistake that a lot of Korean people made, because, honestly, I'm going I'm to keep it real with y'all, because I've seen it here in the United States. If you tell people that they can go outside and that their country is open and that they have nothing to worry about and the curve is flat or the curve is going to be flat and we have the precautions in place and we are the number one place for safety in the world. I can see why people would go out and do and return to business as usual. They would go back to their normal routine. Obviously. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't condone it. And I don't think that it was smart for necessarily for him to do that. But I can at least understand why people thought nothing of it. It would explain why it wasn't just those four people that did it. And people, I think, want to kind of forget that. But it was literally hundreds of thousands of Koreans were going back to business as usual. You see what I'm saying? And I understand with them being celebrities, they have to be more careful. And I really am faulting Cha Anu and Jehan more than anybody because they actually had schedules. Um, so they should have quarantined. Um, but with Jungkook and Mingyu, it's a little different because they didn't really have schedules. And I can and I don't know if jungle quarantine because, like I said, they didn't have schedules, so they wouldn't have necessarily been out beyond that point. Right. I can kind of understand it a little more. Sue me. You know, I don't think he's a horrible person. I don't think any of them are horrible people for going out. I think that it was incredibly stupid. I do think that Anu. um, His situation is a little worse than the other three. Um, but I, I don't think they're horrible people for that reason, right? Um, but I think yungi on the other hand, I'm not saying that Yoongi is a horrible person for this particular reason, but I do think that him with the c- comment that he made was just a little bit like, think about what you're going to say before you say it. You know what I mean? It, was, it, it wasn't the same situation as Jungkook. I could see why Jungkook was under the pretense of like, this is a safe activity, Yoongi, on the other hand, I don't understand how those words can come out of your mouth and you don't think about, you know, seconds later, minutes later, hours later. You don't think about, hmm, maybe let me clear this up. Especially, because I don't, I know you guys, um, you know, I know you're not that into BTS, so I know you probably would not, you know, come across a lot of that stuff. But a lot of Korean people were talking
2: about what Yungi said and taking it the same way we did. Like, I don't think it was the same thing as what we see white people do here, where it's a, this act of defiance because it affects people who are not me. So I don't give a crap and I'm privileged. I don't think it came from that perspective. I think it was more of a stupid thing. And I mean, I will take stupid over um, entitled privilege any day. So for me, it was more like, I like, why would you do this? It's a, It was a dumb idea. Somebody on your team should have been like, you need to stay home especially if you're doing public service announcements telling people to do that you know and to like not meet up in in like large groups and and you know to be very careful with what you do and and like I, I don't know I just feel like like I understand why people are mad and I I I really have nothing to say on that to be honest I feel like most of what I feel about these COVID going outs is that people were ready to lynch Minnow and Gyuri from Kara and uh you know uh human and, and these other women who went out and things like that. But as soon as BTS's Jungkook did it, it wasn't a problem anymore. And you noticed that and everybody was really silent on it. But when Minnow did it, they were ready to throw him in the garbage can. They were so mad. You yeah. Know,
1: I, I, I honestly yeah. did not know about the Minnow thing until or the Minnow thing until um um I had seen Winter stands I don't know what they're called um, inner circle. inner circle really I know that's I know. not easy <laughs> I know <laughs> um, so I, I might as well just say winter stands it's the same anyway I did not know about that until I saw people saying oh you know it was a problem when Mino did it which I once again didn't even know he did it but not when Jungkook did it I honestly is I honestly think that I don't, you know, I don't know exactly the details of the Mino situation, but if the Mino situation is the same thing as the Jungkook
2: situation, it's not. not. So basically they were trying to say that he went to a club because we remember like we had that big scandal about the club and how there was all those outbreaks and whatever. Mm. So they were trying to say that it was a club, but it was like a private gathering and there wasn't, it was like at a house actually. And so it was specifically at a house to keep a low amount of people there so that they could be safe, but. The way that people were acting was like he was a criminal. Like, I mean, obviously, because he's from YG, people already assume that he's a colonel, to be honest. And I mean, I don't think that's that's too far. That's not really far from. So I get it. But what really stood out to me in the situation, as I mentioned, was that it was such a big deal when these other k-pop idols did it but as Mm -hmm. soon as jungkook did it it was not a problem anymore you did not see anybody talking about it it was you know like as if it didn't even happen and that hypocrisy is what pissed me off the most yeah because you know i'm not going to defend the people who go out as i said before i don't care who you are what you're doing i mean if it's stupid if it's privilege i don't like you know there's a lot of people reasons that people do things and you know I can't really, I don't really have it in me to be like judging everybody for all the things that they do, uh, mostly because I don't care. And also because I don't care, but in this situation, it really did grind my gears that people, you know, specific fans were so silent and so just showing themselves to be people who have no standing, no ground, who pretty much don't stand for anything but supporting these, you know, their favorite idol, whoever it was, and they, it, the, the way that they're willing to throw people under the bus you know, for one thing but in, as soon as their idol gets caught doing the same thing, which was actually slightly worse because it was like more of a public place than a private someone's private house uh, all of a sudden that's not a problem. Okay, and honestly yeah. I, thought, I thought that the August D drop Happened because it was supposed to happen later too. You know, I think it actually happened as a to way deflect. to draw attention. That's from what people were people. saying, and because it actually it was very effective because nobody was uh, talking about jungle at all. No,
1: no more at all. Like exactly. we're the only people talking about it, and I think that's really interesting because it's, it's interesting to say that because it makes me it makes me remember our last episode when we were talking, I was like, guys, uh, did you hear about this? And people were saying, yeah, but the girl who said that he they, she saw him apologize and da-da-da-da. And I'm like, y'all really be believing people who <laughs> y'all really be believing, you know, because I guess the company had released, Big Hit had said that he didn't go out or something like that. There yeah. was something released saying that he didn't, like, and so the girl apologized. And I was like, yeah, but companies lie all the time. And people didn't want to believe that. But then when the news came out, I mean, it, it, it like the the change up I mean, it was a quick change. It went from he didn't do that, he would never do that, he's smarter than that, da 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 da, to oh, you know, like downplaying it. And it's the, not. A big deal. Don't like, get me wrong. I don't. I don't necessarily think he's a bad person. I don't think he should be, you know, canceled or whatever <laughs> for this.
2: Yeah, I think that. Honest, I personally think in this situation, a letter would not have sufficed. Anyways, I feel like they yeah. should. I honestly felt that they should have done at least an apology video and I say that just because then you can hear from their own words why they did what they did and and it would be more effective. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, I just don't think that they're, no it's okay, I just don't think that a letter really especially since anybody could write this letter so for me it's like why like what is your letter gonna do especially like, and, why, not you, can anybody write it but you also mentioned that one person copied from another person so it's kind of like <laughs> why would you even bother like at this yeah. point I feel like you just don't care and you're just I doing it because people say you have to do it
1: yeah I can't measure sincerity if I can't hear your voice and see your face like exactly. I don't know like to me it's just it, it, it's a an easy cop out like it's, it's like who is this for what is this doing I don't I don't need it. I don't get it. So um, with that being said, like I, I do get what you're, where you're coming from and seeing it that way, I do agree. Um, and like I said, people were trying to say that it didn't happen when I knew, like I knew, I saw someone on Twitter who had the receipts and she was trying to tell people that yes, Jungkook was out with his boys and people was denying it. And the other thing too is like, we we do have to be careful to not, to to not shift the blame entirely on jungkook because there were three other very exactly. prominent idols out with him so i do think that there's that one place where people have a point is like we cannot forget that these other three idols were also stupid enough to go out there and do the same thing
2: they all like made 22 year old poor decisions at this right. point like that's really what i see about it as i said like for me i don't even care like I wish he i really wish he would didn't go outside but at this point like you can't undo that you know <laughs> and he better just pray that he didn't have a waiter that you know had corona was asymptomatic and might have given it to him you know like at this point you know it happened and there's nothing that can be done about it on like you know but at the same time like for me it was more like the fan reactions and how people acted like it all of at first, it was a big deal. It was the worst thing you could possibly do. It was pretty much murder. You go outside, you know, in the time of Rona is murder for a lot of people. And then as soon as Jungkook does it, it's not a problem. And it's crickets. Like, just say that you, you know... You don't actually you don't care. care. Yeah, just say you, you don't know. care. Just say that you stand for nothing and that you're empty and, and just... Just, you know what? Just, just say that you're anti-everybody. Just say, if it's not BTS... You're not here. You're not here You don't care. And it's not really about, you know, the quality of music. It's not really about any of that stuff. Because how could you have... How could you measure integrity in music if you have no integrity as a person? That's kind of just the way I look at it. And, like, it really did upset me because I had seen some terrible things that people were saying about Minnow and about Curie and Human and, like, all these people who had, you know, gone out and, like, were... You know, even... I personally... Just believe you shouldn't leave your house (laughs) because that's what I'm doing. But I totally get, you know, other people are different. I'm very much like I like being in my house. A lot of people don't like being in their house. Maybe some people can't be in their house all that time. I totally get it. And, you know, if that's a risk that you want to take to be outside, to get it, to pass it, to to whatever, like I can't stop you. We're You know, for the most part, we're all adults. We can make our own decisions. Uh, You're just not going to catch me out there with you. Getting something. It's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of the end game of, and goal of that. But at the same time, it's like, and I noticed this about a lot of Korean idols that I follow on Instagram. They're just out and about like it's nothing. And it was kind of crazy because I would be here in Toronto. Quarantining, and you know, like they're just like now slowly lifting restrictions. It's like not even like I don't think the mall is even open right now. So it's kind of like they're still on the path of doing that. And I would see like Taehon at a coffee shop, and I like it was very strange (laughs) to me just to see like how different different places were treating it and how like the reaction was. And I know a lot of people were like, "Oh, Korea is a different story." You know, they were on top of it, they tested everybody, whatever. But I mean. One, it's asymptomatic. Two, I've heard about reinfections. Three, there are no vaccines, people. So at this point, and oh, and four, like they're starting to see that there are long-lasting effects to your respiratory system. So even if you get it and, you know, maybe you don't really feel anything from it, who knows what's going to happen 10 years down the line because your throat's all messed up because you got the Rona and you didn't even know. Like, so... It's these these risks that people are taking. It it just doesn't really make sense to me. And I mean, I'm not. I'm only one person, so obviously there's really going to be a lot of this, a lot of things in this world that don't make sense to me. But at the same time, I just like don't do it. Like I just want people to think a little bit more before they before they do things. And if you real if you catch yourself in a position where you've done or said something that might be offensive or might hurt somebody or might you know mislead the point that you're trying to make it's not a problem to say that you're sorry it's not a problem to correct yourself it's not a co- problem to maybe add some clarity like in the youngie situation i feel like he should have added some clarity he should have came back and said like this is what i meant with youngie i feel like he should have and not just youngie but the other guys as well too and like you know anybody who who might be seen who might get flack for it in, in some ways I feel like a short video being like hey this is what happened you know I didn't mean to do it or maybe like these are the precautions that were in place so I thought it was safe you know these things are very helpful these things would definitely prevent or even maybe not even prevent but lessen the type of Uh, Criticism and justifiable criticism in all these cases that I'm seeing for a lot of these idols. And for the fans, just (sighs) at this point, K pop fans are like 90% garbage dump. I I know I have a K pop podcast, but just the things that I've been seeing this week do not make me feel like one, I'm welcome to that y'all have sense. 3 that y'all have sense times 3 times 2. Sorry. It's like We won't be talking about that later though. Right now, I just just want to say that uh please, please, please. If you like somebody, do not defend them wholeheartedly and don't hate on other people, you know, who may be compet- competition in some way. And then when your, your fave acts up, act like it's not a big deal. Because people see it. People like, your tweets are still out there. Your, your long ass um, iOS press releases are out there. Like people can see the hypocritical behavior that you are spewing and they have the right then to shame you. So <laughs> that is a long way of of sort of covering everything that we've talked about here. <laughs> Ash.
0: Okay. Well, as they say, when it rains it pours because not long after that whole kerfuffle, it comes out that with the release of August mixtape, people start realizing that the third track on the mixtape, What Do You Think, opens with a sample of one of Jim Jones's sermons. Now if you aren't familiar with Jim Jones or don't remember, he was a cult leader who led a mass murder-suicide of his followers in his commune at Jonestown. Of the 909 people who lived and died in Jonestown in November 1978, the vast majority, um, around 70 percent, were black people. And right now, Jim Jones is one of the top trending, I guess, items on Twitter. And people are just losing their heads about it. Um, as far as, you know, who's using Jim Jones, whether it was right for him to use Jim Jones, other artists have used it. So that makes it okay for him to use it. Um, a lot of people saying that trending it is taking away attention from Black Lives Matter. It's... It's a mess.
1: How many times do we have to tell y'all that we can focus on more than one thing at once? <laughs> like,
2: what's yeah. This? It is literally easy to do to have more than one thing to focus on. Just because they are single-minded doesn't mean that we are.
1: But yes. Actually,
2: can I interject? What's the no, information please. about Jim Jones? Sure. Like, and this is stuff that you can find on Wikipedia, my my people. Like, so I'm just There's no excuse. But, so, Jim Jones wasn't actually even religious, um, which is how he infiltrated, you know, the minds of Black people, because we know that a lot of Black people, especially uh, people of the diaspora, diaspora, uh, who have, who, they are more prone to fall into the church because the Western world hates Black people. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) He came, Yeah. So he was a communist who actually didn't even give a shit about people, black people, to be very honest. And he was like, how do I infiltrate the minds of people that I can manipulate? So he opened his own church and he was a regular studier uh, or sorry. He regularly studied the likes of Adolf Hitler and Father Divine to learn how to manipulate people and in his cults. And so he pretended to care about Black people, especially Black women, because we know we are near the bottom of the totem pole. And so he used that to convince people to allow him to take their money, rape their children, and in some cases just runaway girls, I guess. Uh, and then murder themselves and kill their children, and so it is mind-boggling that we would say that it's not right to use words of someone like Hitler, but it's okay for for a Korean person who you know isn't that great in English from last like from what I, I can tell, he's not. Uh, as confident maybe as, as uh, R.M. in English but yet he found himself down a Jim Jones portal and instead of researching Jim Jones and seeing the kind of trash scum that he is he thought oh maybe I will use this recording in a song where I brag
1: about myself
2: Okay. Um, Mm. Yes, I just wanted to interject with some information, some Some context. You know what, I wouldn't, to be honest with you, I wouldn't be shocked if he did research
1: Jim Jones. First and foremost, it's not like Jim Jones is some unknown figure. Like, (laughs) it's it's not like that at all. It it would not shock me if he did know who Jim Jones is, which I know he does, actually, Let let me not even say that. I, everyone knows something about that massacre. And the thing is, it's like if you even did it like for him to have sampled this from what I have seen, he would have had to do research to find that in the Jim Jones archives from all of his tapes. It's not like you just come across Jim Jones tapes. like You know what I mean? Like, it's not like he's trending on Twitter. You got to be researching Jim Jones to come across his sermons. Um, And so I would not be shocked if he did do research and, and know what was going on. To speak to your point, Natalie. Um, but I, I think what is even more kind of, I, like, not more, I think there's just something so sinister about, it doesn't matter. It's like, it doesn't matter what the context of the song was, even though the song is literally just about him flexing. The whole song is literally just about him flexing. So you have to wonder why even use the sample anyway, Right. But the fact of the matter is, I don't understand. Like, sorry, y'all. I can't even think right now. My brain is literally hurting trying to think about this. Like, I can't wrap my head around it. I think this is, it, it's like, it's so sickening.
2: You know what it would be like if a black person was rap, was doing a song about flexing and used like, Japanese propaganda during the oh, mm. during the um the, the, war? the <laughs> war or maybe like you know Japanese propaganda about comfort women or something you know mm-hmm. like that's the equivalent of what this situation is and that's why people are upset and pissed and mad and that's why he does need to say something about this if he doesn't say something about the corona thing that's stupid too but if he doesn't say something about this like
1: yeah, bruh, he's fundamentally against I, I, this might be some people might think this is radical. I think if he doesn't say something, he's fundamentally against the human rights of black people. Absolutely. Because what Jim Jones did was a fundamental human right violation, human rights violation. He
2: targeted impoverished black people who pretty much had no hope, had no hope. Like most of us do in this, in this current climate And he took advantage of it. And when he could no longer take advantage of it, he, instead of maybe giving these people some space to heal and maybe, you know, with massive amounts of therapy and probably some um, medication, at least find peace in in the future. uh, Instead of doing that, he decided that his ego was so large that they all needed to die with him. So that his legacy could be set in stone in some ways, you know? And it was basically an ego move. I mean... I don't
1: understand you. you Like, make it make sense to me. Make it make sense. All that so that you can rap about how you're going to... This imaginary Grammy that you're never going to get. And these imaginary haters that don't exist.
2: Yeah, I would say to you, like, if you do want to learn more. There was actually like a really good documentary done by, I think it was Soledad O'Brien on CNN that I had watched as well too. Uh, Cause I, I don't know if she had family in Guyana or whatnot, but like she had done this whole thing um, on uh, like a documentary on it or docu-series on it on, on the J- Jonestown uh, situation. So if you do want to get more information, there is tons of information available and none of it, paints Jim Jones like he was not 100% cognizant of what he was doing but that's the thing right and so for you know Jungi to use that and then like the thing is like I know you said context doesn't matter but the thing is like it was a creative decision to use this sermon of of sorts like it was a conscious decision to amplify a song you don't oh, just yeah. put a sermon in or like you know lyric like a poem in or whatever you don't just put this stuff into a song you put it in it. for no no yes exactly you put it in for a reason like so there that. was something about this speech that he looked for cut got the rights to use and put in his song that he felt was relevant to his bragging song
1: because getting the rights to use it entails that you have to know who you're getting the rights for. Like you have to know who created the, the intellectual property. Like you have to know. And I know that you, not a lawyer necessarily going through doing this on that and the other, but it's still the fact that he saw it, he wanted it in his song and he kept it in his song and it's there and you know, and it made it to the final cut. I, I just don't. And then, but you know what? A lot of this makes sense because one thing I remember that somebody had pointed out when I was reading through, I had, I mean, this has started to blow up on Twitter and Reddit and all over the internet. And one thing that somebody commented was like, you know, this would be surprising if I didn't remember that they um, had no issue with the Holocaust Memorial photo shoot that they did. I don't know if you guys remember that I
2: remember that That was was actually the first um, One of the first scandals I heard Like for me (laughs) With BTS The crazy thing is The only reason that I knew who they were When they were like still a relatively unknown group Like they were smaller And they didn't have the fan base that they had Was through scandals Through RM being colorist And through the N-word situation And also through the Holocaust Uh, photo shoot like these are the reasons that I knew of BTS and so it took me a while to get into them because all I knew about them was bad things and so it's and actually that was also the case with got seven because like before I even knew who they were um I heard about that thing in in the states where they were saying the n-word and you know whatever (laughs) so it was kind of like yeah it was it was very like (laughs) that's why nothing that they do surprises me and that's why I think I've always had a bit of Cynicism and skepticism, uh, or skepticism, sorry, um, towards them because I, I guess in the back of my head, I remember the things that I knew of them before, and I have tried to give them a chance. I mean, musically, I definitely have been open to listening to them. It's just not my thing for the most part, but I mean, I still listen to louder than mom. So you know, say what you want, whatever. But it's just. <laughs> I was going to
1: say, I want to be clear here that don't get me wrong. Like there are other members of BTS that have done trash things and that I recognize there's a particular member of BTS who I will never personally forgive, but that's just my personal prerogative. You don't have to do what I do. Um, And this is not about him. So I'm not going to, you know, really articulate, you know, enumerate his, his wrongdoings. But I, I think that, I do want to make it very clear that I am not saying necessarily that Yungi represents for example you know Jen or the other members or whatever um who I might not have as much of a problem with i and and i'm not also- I'm also not saying that they don't necessarily agree with him right I'm yeah, just saying we don't know what, they're we what don't they we don't know what they're doing now. i I know what you've done in public and I know what you're comfortable with, and so far to me, I don't have. Any reason there? There are a couple members who I don't have any reason to have a problem with, but then there are members who I've certainly always had a problem with. And certain members who have disappointed me recently, like when Jay Hope decided he wanted to do chicken noodle soup, and I, that was a mess. Obviously, that's not nearly on the level of what yungi's doing. I'm gonna be real with y'all. I don't think those two are things on the same level. One thing is about the mass murder of black people. The other thing
2: is cultural appropriation, which we can work
1: through. Yeah. I can't work with the master of people You can, learn from, black you can people.
2: learn from that at least at the very least, and it's it's not at the same level as offense. Uh, of you know, what? it's funny talking about V. Whenever I think about V, I just think when he's gorgeous, and also that he likes to farm a lot. I feel like those are the only things that I know about him, and I'm actually really okay with only knowing those things about him. Yeah, I don't have to. Yeah. You know what? Stay a mystery, V. Yeah, I actually think that Jungkook is a himbo. And so, <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, I actually feel like I, I don't think that he means to do any of or cause any of the scandals that have happened i just think that he is just a cute guy who's not very smart and i'm not saying that he's a dummy like i don't think he's like you know dunce or anything like that you know just people who just don't think i think that's like just like they they do things without realizing the repercussions right away Okay. Okay. Maybe. And I feel like that's something you can learn from. Yes. So yes. Th- that's why I feel like for me with Jungkook, I just like you know, because I mean, if you think about his scandals, what have they been?
1: honestly Tattoos, nothing. Like they've a been things that twenty-two year olds do, right? <laughs> no, they I haven't mean- been things. And the, and the thing is, is I feel like with a lot of idols, usually if they've been in the industry for as long as Jungkook, I can they've done something and I can tell I get a vibe from them not saying he's not going to do anything remember anything is possible in Trump's America um I'm just saying that I just don't I I don't think he's a himbo but I just do not get the vibe from him that he is like intentionally going to go out of his way to you know what I mean I don't I don't get that
2: vibe and I can see I don't get the ego either from him me either I think that's the case with a lot of the other some of the other members not all of them obviously right whatever but like yeah, sorry. Jung Goop has,
1: uh, well, just the ego thing. Jungkook Goop, every song he has written so far has been like, I am inadequate. <laughs> 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 I cause problems for people and I just want to be better. <laughs> and and that's literally all all of his songs and even they just had a little documentary wrap up and even in the documentary he was like I'm known as the, the, the youngest member who causes all the trouble but I don't want to be known that way. I want to be known as a good person whereas uni is like I want to be known as the rich guy who like has all these things and the big house and the big cars and the big rings and the Grammys and this that other and I've always gotten the ego off of Yugi and I think that's what a lot of people like about him because they think ego confidence that you know being mean or being you know shady equals confidence and I think people really are attracted to that which I get I I think that people like the the chindity
2: aspects of Yugi well yeah I mean is that Is that the Japanese version of it? Of the word? Well, every time I've heard it been said, it's been chindere. Well, I Googled it, and it was like Sunday or something like that. So I was just like... uh, If a girl don't speak Japanese,
1: (laughs) um, I'm just going to tell you right now. But every time I hear Koreans say
2: it, they always say chindere. Oh, maybe that's the... So it's probably... It could be sundere, but... Uh, But you know what? Honestly, I am super attracted to sundere in, like, fiction. I have yet to see somebody who walks the line enough for me in in the real world but i get the hype in in fiction because i mean i read and watch a lot of manga and anime and but in
1: the real stuff. world that can just be you that's probably honestly people who are tinderes or cinderes yeah. in the real world are probably just a-holes <laughs>
2: yeah, but I you know like, i honestly like and i've said this before and in in different places like i personally don't really need you to be like a nice person all the time because I actually don't feel like I'm not a nice like I'm a nice person all the time either so I I don't really care shut up I don't really care about that so much wow do y'all hear this (laughs) and you don't actually have to be nice to all other people like I really like I feel like there's there's a way that you can be cold without actually being nice because some people are just like actually
1: koreans are really good at that just because exactly, of the way their language their is set perso-
2: up. and their personality sometimes too like but yeah i do get it from like the korean you know like the way the language is and also in japan too um i follow um a youtuber sunday love, love her. um she says in in japan it's like people aren't mean to you but they still treat you like you're not you know you're an outsider in some ways, and she's mm. gonna it's fine because she's like, people are very respectful. Nobody's ever been mean to me, but you know they're not going to be. It's it's harder to become really close to them. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, I totally get that. That's a
1: very. Uh, I feel like that's a very not even just western but a very american thing i think it's like you know you go to the grocery store and people are like oh hi how are you and you talk to people in line oh i, didn't I like your this i like your that and that's a very american thing and i do like that honestly i'm one of those people that i do like that it makes it feels comfortable to me and also i'm just like a really nice bubbly happy person to, to people who i like i don't i'm not all in your face but i'm just i try to be you know, I try to be nice. I just don't see the point of not being nice, I guess. Like, unless you just wrong me, like, I don't, what's the point of being mean? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, and that's
2: the thing, right. But there's a difference between being mean and being cold. And so I feel like you can be respectful of somebody, but like, not have to be like, what's your life like, you know, like, and I guess too, for me, because I talk to people all day at it's, work. But
1: it's, it's also very superficial though. Like in America, it's not like, yeah, I think people no. don't understand that. Like, it's like, it it is it seems familiar to outsiders but the reality is you know i'm very awkward when i'm talking to that person in, in, in line at the grocery store about you know the newest candy bar that just came out or whatever we're talking or the the lettuce aisle or something you know what i mean like it's it's still a very removed thing
2: it seems intimate but it's not it's just small talk it's like I and that's why, like, with the whole sundary, we're totally off topic. But with the whole sundary thing, like, I kind of feel <laughs> like uh, <laughs> you don't have to be somebody who wants to have a conversation all the time. I feel like if somebody is trying to talk to you, like, you know, like, oh, that chocolate bar, or, you know, like, I like this one, blah blah blah. For you to be just like, oh, that's nice, and just kind of move on. Like, I don't think that's a problem with that. For me, like, I talk, I don't really talk to the people in my grocery store. But if I've gone to their line enough times that I kind of recognize them, like, and, you know, they they chit-chat a little bit, that's fine. But, like, I'm not going to talk to every single person who helps me, you know, like, like, I'm not going to talk in that way. No, I don't think
1: people, I don't think people do that either. I I think that people, when we talk about hospitality, it's just, it's something that a lot of people don't really understand because it's so it's so unique I think to different sections of America like it's not going to be the same in New York as it is in you know Georgia like it's definitely not going to be like the hospitality level is going to be really different midwestern hospitality I think is probably the best because it 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 kind of trails that line between being you know it's kind but it's not really in your face you know it's not too familiar Right, so I don't know. know. I, I, get I get I get what you're saying though, and I and I, I just wanted to comment that I think that's why so many people are so endeared by Yungi. And I don't get me wrong, like I do enjoy Yungi like in terms of like what he brings, and I think he's funny and all those good things. But um, not. I mean, from here on out, Yungi is canceled. I don't mess with Jungkook. Period. Um, I don't I don't mess with his music. Um, I didn't like Dechitai to be honest. Um, and. I don't know, like, I, I, there
2: are some songs by him that I have liked. <laughs> well, I mean, at, at the same, like, this is intentional, and that's a difference. I feel like we always try to uh, determine, you know, for ourselves, obviously, if something's intentional and if it's not intentional. And this was clearly intentional, so you kind of have to determine from there you know like what you want to do If that's still something that you want to support and i feel like like yeah there's gonna be a lot of people who just don't give a fuck and like we're gonna like support him anyways and i that's completely up to you i can only speak for myself and i can only speak for uh what i feel is right and i feel like this is wrong like i feel like what he did was wrong and i feel like what he did was so wrong that it has completely turned me off too. Uh and it's funny because I didn't even know about this coming into this podcast. <laughs> like now, obviously, Jim Jones is, is trending on Twitter and you know, worldwide. So obviously now it's it's become more of a discussion. Uh, but it could easily have also been just like lost in the shuffle, to be honest, with everything that's going on and all the looting and all the stuff that's going on right now, like it could have easily been swallowed up and i could have missed it so it's kind of good that we are discussing it and it is it is good that we are you know trying to dissect how something like this could happen and you know we don't know why we we still don't know to this day why he did what he did i don't think he's gonna say anything about it i don't think big hit is gonna say anything about it i feel like it's just gonna be one of those things where they'll drop maybe uh Something for the fans, and people are going to try to brush it under the rug. Hopefully, not because, as you mentioned, it is trending all over the place, and people will be talking about it, and they will remember it because, as much as the fans have been trying to push BTS on the public conscious, well, now people are going to know who BTS is, and they didn't like the music. But they're definitely going to want to talk about this. So. Yes,
1: and what's so malicious from the perspective of BTS fans, just kind of like shifting a little off of Yoongi, the specific action, and more onto the responses to it. What's so really, really like strange about it is that I didn't even know this personally, but there's videos circulating from last year, 2019, where Jungkook was playing this song as he was editing it on his computer and he was playing the sample and armies actually tweeted the video and said oh he's using a jim jones sample i wonder what he's going to use it for he's such a genius this is great he's using this iconic jim jones sermon this that and the other like it, it they were like saying it as if it was a good thing that he was using this sample And they didn't think anything was wrong with him using that sample. I don't know.
2: What were you going to say, Nat? No, 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 no. I'm also, I'm reading the Asian junkie article about it right now. (laughs) And it's very interesting because, uh, the person who runs this, you know, does understand Korean as well too. And so they have, you know, different perspective, obviously that's not from a black perspective as well. Uh, and the like, the summary and the sort of resolution of what they think is that it's understandable people are upset because he made it very easy for this to happen. And I did see that he was doing the research on Jim Jones. So he had the tools in place to know who this person was and people knew what he was going to do and nobody said anything. So, I mean, it kind of harkens back to the talk about yes people that we had earlier today too. And, and just you know the intent and the intention was to use it to rap about a song talking about his success and status so it's like just why why would you do that why would you and to drop it like I mean obviously no one knew when he dropped his mixtape that you know the world was going to explode the way it has and in sorry well, not I guess not the world, but like America and North America uh because uh, I think there's going to be some protesting tomorrow in Toronto as well uh I feel like uh no one knew that this stuff was going to happen, so obviously like to say that you know he I don't think you can make you can say or make a claim that you know he dropped it for. For the attention because of what's going on right now but he dropped it for attention for other reasons and now we have this 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 situation and it doesn't look good for him it it makes him kind of look like an asshole to be honest so uh but
1: yeah no 100% (laughs) makes him look that way I think honestly I, I can't say how People are going to react to this once it gets bigger and bigger, and once, and if Korea even reports on it, <laughs> um, I, I can't say. Um, but I do want to say that I would hope that anybody with a conscience will feel away about this. And even if he apologized, it would—I I don't think I could forgive that. I'm sorry. I haven't forgiven Chen. Obviously, Chen didn't apologize, but even if he had, I would have never forgiven Chen. Um, mocking slavery is not the wave um, Mocking mass murder Is not the wave either um, So I, I No it's a no for me
0: I mean honestly Y'all covered it all I mean I I want to know what else is gonna If he's gonna come out and say anything At this point And if there's I mean You know like Jimin said It's not something that she can forgive But I feel like if he even comes out with anything where he says he's sorry, then there's not going to be any real repercussions from this on the group or on Yungi. Like, I don't, you know, this is not something that's going to hurt them, I don't think. So. Okay. Yeah. So next topic. Uh, Are you talking, going straight to...
1: The world Jason Parkus. Oh Jason yeah, Parker.
2: yeah I forgot about that. Well, because that
1: all kind of goes together. Right? of Jason the podcast.
2: Parker. Uh, we are so fake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, That's no, cool but one.
2: I, I have b- before. I have asked Jay Park on Twitter to be on our podcast because I feel like he would be a great guest.
1: He so, will. You know, we, we might not necessarily agree. On everything. But one thing we can agree with is uh, giving black people money. So, uh, Ash, if you want to take the reign.
0: Yes. Um, Well, with everything that's going on in America right now, uh, Jay Park uh, donated a nice sum of money to, um, was it Black Lives Matter? It was. It was okay. He donated a nice sum of money to Black Lives Matter, and he is, as far as I know, the only K pop, K hip hop star to have done so. And it was really nice to see. Uh, You know, we have said some things about Jay Park on the site, we have um, disagreed with him on quite. Uh, many things, but um, we always support those who support our people. And, you know, seeing as that Jay Park does take much of his own career from those same people, um, it only makes sense to support the same community that you have benefited so greatly from. So that was really nice to see that support coming from someone um you know particularly i mean he's american so he obviously knows what's going on um or you know obviously probably can't get away from it so um it's nice to see him take that step to donate and and support so yeah and Going from there, oh, did you guys have anything particular to
2: say about it? Yeah, you know what? Uh, for all the roasting that we do for Jay, towards Jay Park, uh, I will say that I have to give props where it's due. And he and many Korean hip-hop artists uh, take from Black culture. And a lot of times they don't feel like they need to give anything back. But Jay Park saw an injustice and he put his money... Uh, where it needed to be and it's and it's going to help people on the ground who are out there demonstrating protesting and also uh, you know legal fees and for people to help fight the injustices that have gone on way too long and I have nothing but respect for that decision obviously yeah you know we are always also saying that they should be giving us money but in this case It's not really about the fact that he, you know, is giving people money. It's the fact that he is putting money where it needs to be done to fight just this moral immoral um, or moral ineptitude and willful racist and uh just hateful actions by people who've gone away with it for way too long and for someone like jay park who really doesn't have a dog in this fight if you think about it to speak out and also put money into helping the situation i mean that's really what we want from allies we want allies to use their platforms in positive ways and we want them to actually help and jay park did that so you know, until he does something else that we don't like, I I really don't have anything else to say. Jay I mean, I am
1: take my foot <laughs> off his neck. Yeah, just um, a little. <laughs> yeah, like, honestly, um, I have not forgotten about all the other things that you have said and done. Uh, but this is not the time or the place for me to enumerate those things. So I just want to, you know, definitely say that's, it's a good thing. So, good on you, Jason
2: Parker. Is that what it stands for? no
0: I never looked up Jay Park <laughs> to know are, like, are what you
2: his name, like I, I honestly like I honestly thought his name was Jay because, no I'm pretty sure his name is Jebum. okay that's that makes sense and actually I think I knew that I feel like in terms of his English name I didn't think it was it stood for Jason like is what I mean like I knew he had a Korean name yeah I, I'm but just, I didn't think that Jay stood for anything
1: no well, I'm just calling him Jason Parker the same way I call you Natalie
2: oh okay fair yeah. enough yeah. fair enough <laughs> Jason Parker. I like it, actually.
0: So, this week, a lot of stuff has gone down. Um, A black man named George Floyd um, died in police custody after a policeman handcuffed him and um, pressed his knee into his, or his part of his leg, really, into his neck for over four minutes, about eight minutes, until he passed out and later died. Um, and that set off a wave of protests and riots in Minneapolis, where the whole thing took place. There's now riots and, and protests in Atlanta, um, LA, New York, all over the US. And it's, you know, starting that whole discussion on race thing that America really hasn't done in hundreds of years, despite race being a huge part of what this country is built upon, um, or racism, I should say. And it's really... Getting a lot of people to come out and say things. Um, some things that have been helpful, and some things that have not been helpful at all. <laughs> but um, I feel like everyone kind of has a stance on this sort of thing, and us, all of us, and not your average citizens being black and being people that are directly or indirectly affected by this. Um, Obviously, you know, this sort of thing has been something that we've seen and digested and have, you know, had to kind of work through each in our own way. Um, Did one of you guys want to start and kind of give your feelings on it however whether it deals with k-pop or not deals with k-pop just your feelings on the events in general
1: yeah so uh i'll start uh the first thing i want to say is that um make no mistake everything that is happening right now is in response to what has been happening for hundreds of years this is not something that um is you know solely about one particular person. This is about all of the lives. This is about Breonna Taylor. This is about Ahmaud Arbery. This is about Mike Brown. This is about Trayvon Martin. This is about uh, Rodney King. <laughs> this is this is about history. You know, this is not just about the the one thing that I think tip You know, we know how they say. Um, it broke the camel's back, the straw that broke the camel's back. It's a, it, It's about all of these uh, pieces of straw that have been building up over the years. And I think that this is its most logical conclusion. Um, it, it's like what people will say, you know, one thing quote that I heard was someone said, when we said no justice, no peace, what did you think that meant? Um, and, and I get it. I will say that I think a lot of the things that escalated the situation I do think that there was an agent provocateur behind it I think that there was um somebody working on the other side who wanted to incite a what is effectively a race war and so they did things and kind of claimed to be on one side when on the reality they were on the side of the police or they were on the side of the state that is enforcing um some of these or actually the better word is uh, not enforcing. That's the better thing to say here. Not enforcing the law um, properly, because if they were, um, there would be a, a lot more prosecuting of, of police officers um, and not just police officers, because we, lest we forget, Ahmad Aubrey was not killed by police officers. He was killed by white civilians. So um, we need to remember that, you know, it's everything. It's not just one thing. It's everything all together. I think that I'm not going to talk about how I feel about looting necessarily. I don't really have any thoughts about, I think that when you push people, I I think that there are a couple of things that go into that particular situation um, like I said, I do think there were agent provocateurs. I think there were people who were trying to incite things to make them worse um, and make them seem worse, even. Um, but I do also think, on the same, in the same vein, that I can see why people would feel um, moved to uh, these types of displays because when "We Shall Overcome" <laughs> stops working, what do you do next? Right? It's the most logical conclusion, so I, I want to say that I think it's a the the whole aspect of where the protests are and and how they have sort of evolved since day one. I think that that's not a convert- it's not a conversation of you know how do you feel about it. It's a conversation of how did it happen? You know what I mean what? cause it to get this way. And we need to recognize that it it's the build up of years of feeling this way um and years of injustice. It's it's not just this one particular incident. So um I do want to say that. And furthermore, uh in that same vein, in terms of the conversation, the dialogue around the event, um, the events of the past four or five days. Um, I think that I, I don't, there are lots of celebrities who are saying things. I know a lot of people say we shouldn't look to celebrities and we, and and we, people who don't look to celebrities. And I totally understand that. Um, but I do think it's important to understand that there are going to people who look, be people who look to celebrities regardless of whether or not they should. And some of those people are kids. A lot of those people are kids. A lot of celebrities have child fan- um, fans who are children. And it's important that you teach children about justice and how to get justice and teach them about the world, the realities of the world. Um, and, and so I think that what celebrities say and do is very important, which is why I do want to, you know, say it's good on Jay Park for donating, good on Jay Park for speaking out. There've been other K-Hip-Hop artists who've spoken out. Um, there've been a BM lot. from Card. BM and from and Card. Instagram both said something those are the only ones i've seen but yes uh eric nam and um BM from card BM from card actually you know apologized for a mistake that he had put in his um instagram caption and i don't agree with his original post i do think that it is good that he apologized is what i'm saying so be clear about that i don't agree with the whole the extra line that was there that shouldn't have been there um I want a special shout-out to Colin Kaepernick, a big shout-out to Colin Kaepernick. I mean, that is somebody who is really leading the way. Um, a big shout-out to, I believe her name is Tamika. I forgot her last name. She is, I think, Tamika Mallory. A big shout-out to Tamika Mallory, who, she's an activist. Um, she was one of the leading organizers of the 2017 uh, Women's March. Yes, I am reading this from Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> um, shout out to John Boyega, yes. who is really coming through. Okay. He is, and the th- the thing that's interesting about his case is that he's uh, not even American, right? Um, and he is speaking more sense than some of these American black men. And and I do want to take a moment here. I'm going to take a moment. Don't get me twisted. I'm going to shame some of these American black men who have been saying ignorant things. But I want to shout out to him. I want to shout out to a lot of the athletes, Steph Curry, um, who have come out and, and talked about these things. Um, Beyonce um, made a statement. video out. Yeah.
2: Um, surprisingly, out of the few white voices that have um, said anything, Niall Horan from... Nile, yes, Niall. I was going <laughs> to shout out Niall. And yeah. he was very explicit in with his was disgust. Exactly. So that was uh who else? Um, um there even Taylor Swift was yeah, Donald Trump. Yes. Jamie I Fox just,
1: is on the grounds. Shout out to Denzel Washington. Denzel, yes. Denzel, I mean he's been a man of the people since day one. I've never had a problem with Denzel. Heavy shout outs to Denzel. We love a Denzel. Um I mean, just so many people that I think have um, oh. come out and spoken up. Read with
2: Cindy. She does podcasts about books and she has uh, done a matching system with donations. So if you donate, I think she was matching it to, to a certain extent because I mean, she's not like a rich celebrity. She's not like from one direction mm-hmm. or anything like that. Uh, but I have actually seen some other like people of color who have come out in, and done what they could do with their platform and alleyhood that in, in ways that we expect actual ally- allies to work you know yeah. um and there's actually this really cool video being passed around by um uh, i believe he's southeast asian Oh, sorry he's oh southeast yes yes are you talking about the
1: guy who minority was reading his brethren yes, yes. shout yeah. outs to him shout outs to um Shout outs to, I mean, so many amazing, you know, black activists who have really been on the the grounds and speaking up, doing their part. Shout outs to um, the actual protesters. And I want to say that because I'm not including the agent provocateur. Um, I'm not including the people who are just jumping on the train. I'm not including the people who are um, t- claiming their protesters, but they're actually just looters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and this is to uh, that white guy who I'm pretty sure is an agent provocateur who was busting out the windows of the AutoZone. This ain't for you. Yeah. Um,
2: Say that the gentleman who made that video about uh, the monomyth minority, um, his name is Sadaf and he is on Twitter as well too at uh at Katsuki GFs gifts yes well GF, GFS
1: um Jackie
2: Aina as well
1: yes yes shout outs where where they where they need to go um these are the people that are saying things and doing things and some of whom are also putting their money where their mouth is um so it, it's it's beautiful to see when when this, you know, things can bring people together. Really, shout outs to people who are out here doing the work. But let's let's do an anti shout out, right?
0: <laughs> anti shout out
2: to Lil Wayne. I'm gonna need you to just stop talking. <sighs> anti shout outs to most rappers because they had so much smoke for um, Gail when she spoke about Kobe's very real rape case that existed that he acknowledged and yet you know we have people innocent people who are die who are being murdered not just by the state but by civilians and getting away with it and they have nothing to say these are facts or if they do say stuff it's stupid shit like uh, you know like what what was it the whole way Talking about des bryant who said shout outs to all the good white people good that was one that was one thing that I'd seen, yes. Um I actually can't remember what Lil Wayne said, but I I do
1: we, you remember did he blamed it? black
2: people for their own murder. Oh. Oh, and who was it? Shamik Moore?
1: Oh, oh god. Who,
2: um said that if Rosa Parks had taken a black owned taxi cab she wouldn't have had the 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 situation on the bus. Woo! Hmm, okay. Well, you
1: know.
2: And honestly, like I, I'll probably get flamed for this, but Obama, Mister, I'm gonna drink uh, Flint's dirty ass water and say it's good, and calling these people thugs and telling, saying that the people at Ferguson shouldn't have protested. I remember these things. So you come in out now and being like, oh, you know, you stand with the people and blah blah blah. Like, mm-mm.
1: uh, we don't believe you. You need more people.
2: Yeah, we we really don't believe that because your tweets are they still exist And you know screenshots of your speeches still exist and yeah
1: shout outs to rihanna honestly in this time of need, shout outs to every black woman in the world we love you you're beautiful you're queens we are all queens we we love every bit of you we support you um I mean and
2: that's just the facts um it's really crazy to me that this time like last week or whatever it was all Doja Cat and um anti-shoutouts to Doja and also Lana Del Rey anti-shoutouts to
1: Omar especially anti-shoutouts to Lana
2: and it's just like how every day i feel like there was some sort of escalation 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 and then it just like exploded and mm-hmm. i mean i know ash mentioned like we should talk about like how we're digesting it you know what we're going through things like that listen i i was very young when the la riots happened i always knew it happened um but you know i was very young and so by the time you know, Ferguson and Trayvon Martin and Eric Garner and everything had happened, um, you know, Sarah Bland, like the whole buildup at that time, you know, I did sort of experience this type of situation. And it wasn't very long ago, unfortunately. And I personally felt at the time when it was happening that we were going to make a change and that things would be different. And Honestly, I feel like things have only gotten worse. I think the only thing that
1: changed, if if I'm being real with you, I think the only thing that changed is that black people started to really see more yes. and more. And I, I think we are. It, it's weird because I think it's like we always saw for most yes. black people. I can't speak for every black person, but for most black people, I know it was always
2: there. If If I like speak from my own personal experience, I would say that. You are very much aware of the othering that happens when you're a black person, especially a black female, because you don't just deal with it from other races. You deal with it from black men. Yes, And so you are always going to be aware of your shortcomings, quote unquote shortcomings, because people don't they're always there telling you about yourself in some ways shape or form even if it's indirectly so you go to a store somebody follows you around that's life you watch tv there's nobody of your skin complexion everybody has nice hair quote unquote nice hair and you know that's a reality um you work your ass off and you know wherever you're working you never get far but you know people who do less work than you but are white get promotions they get and they get raises and they get praise. And you think that is exactly the way the world works. And it sucks. But what can you do? Because at least it it's not the way that it was where you could get beat up in the street. And I mean, this is sort of something that I had to unlearn. Because I mean, growing up, I did have... A lot of white friends and like I was into things that a lot of black people that I knew personally weren't into I know now like obviously a lot of black people are into sci-fi fantasy anime things like that but at the time I didn't think that was the case so I mean compartmentalizing that and thinking like oh well you know we are in a world where yeah you know things are not great but they have they have improved so I have hope in 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 the future of the world and hope that you know with me showing that i am capable and that i am worthy that i can sort of help improve things more because you know the things that happened during the civil rights movement and the things that happened you know at these times those are not things we have to worry about so really it can only go up from here and then i feel like the moment that i kind of Realize that it was not the case, and that we were. This was just a different form of what people before us went through.
1: Happen? Sorry? No, I'm just agreeing with you. Like it's, I, it's definitely a, just a different form of the 80s and 90s. And I mean, yeah, and and sure I think, I say, you know what I mean, like yeah, yeah, no, the but like
2: it is nowhere near what it should be they don't have the freedoms to do the things that they were able to do in some ways, but they kind of still do because and there so are it's like a weird. Yeah. It's not like, articulate. it's because it's not widely widespread. In you know terms what it is? People agree that it's okay. It's not sure? overt. It's not overt. Exactly. Yeah. I think so that's well, what yeah. it is.
1: I think that before all that happened and also I, I want to, you know, kind of make the point to say here that, um, for those who don't know, and I don't mean this in real way at all, I don't you know, I'm just saying, there is an age difference between me and Nat, so like, I would have been, I was like a teenager like, I was like, I was younger than Trayvon Martin when Trayvon Martin died, when he was murdered so, I think that my experience of it was a little bit more, it's kind of like when we were talking about that James Baldwin quote where he said um,
2: actually, I don't think I talked to you about this, I think I talked to somebody else about this where James Baldwin well, he, the I, work that he did, uh, from my perspective on that too, like, I totally, I totally agree. And that sort of ties into, you know, my own personal experience. And like the moment when I realized that things were just like wrapped up in different clothing in some ways was when, um, the evil scumbag George Zimmerman had gone the non-guilty um, verdict and I remember succinctly where I was when it happened and just like people on Facebook just being like what the fuck like and it wasn't like just me and like the people that I knew like it was you know friends of friends and like people just like so unbelieving about the fact that somebody could be murdered in cold blood and like would. The The person who murdered them got away with it and he got away with it specifically because he was a white man saying that he felt threatened by a teenager who had candies in his pocket and was getting it for his siblings at night in a gated community that he lived in and who had, you know, taken it upon himself to, to do something about it, you know? Like, this is the 1890s, you know? Like, I feel like that was kind of the moment that was like a watershed moment for a lot of people, myself included. And I feel like, you know, through Ferguson and sort of through the activism that became mainstream and then sort of became anti-mainstream with the way that people use woke and, you know, but in derogatory ways and things like that. I don't know. Like, I feel like we, are not as much a part of this in terms of the 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 volume I think or maybe the level because a lot of us are very tired at this point um and also kind of jaded because this has already happened and nothing happened nothing came out of it they sort of just like appeased us and quietly murdered all the Ferguson um leaders. oh yeah like all of like that's yeah.
1: what's kind of chilling yeah uh, even more so is like those the the people who are on the front lines like you said very quietly murdered also we still don't know what happened to the the young lady who um I, I think she climbed on top of the Statue of Liberty or yeah something we like don't that. know what yeah I remember that we like, don't know what happened to her a lot of things that are very suspicious and and very uh frightening. And I think people are afraid. And I think, you know, when we speak about our experiences of when we realize that this was just the same old thing wrapped up, I I just, for me, like, like I said, I think a lot of black people can relate to feeling and knowing your whole life, but there was something about the 2010s when we had the Trayvon Martin um, murder when George Zimmerman murdered Trayvon Martin, and we have all of these sort of um, murders of innocent Black people. Um, and when I say innocent, obviously I'm talking about unarmed. They, you know, they had no reason to be killed. People, I mean, I don't understand how people even try to justify, you know, murdering people who are unarmed. I don't get that. Um, but anyways, so when when we talk about when we kind of had this awakening and listening to what you said and thinking about what I was saying and trying to tie that together I think I am at a more um I feel like I've, I've experienced a higher level of of community And kinship with other black people over the past 10 years. And that's not saying that I hadn't before. I just think it expressed itself differently because of the way we were starting to understand the world. Like you said, it it was very I feel like the racism was different. Like and not only was it different, but it was um, the way that we were expected to react to it. It was like Mm
2: -hmm. we were expected to just accept it. Right. And we didn't have a lot of the terms that we know to look out for now, too, to exactly. like the passive aggressive nature of white womanhood and, and their really? racism and how yeah. it's parasitical. In a lot of cases, we didn't really have the words for systemic oppression and, you know, the way that it works. Um, we, we just didn't have the words for a lot of the things that we felt. And I think because we didn't have the communication, um, be what it was, we didn't have things like cameras. Now people automatically know to take a camera out uh, regardless of who you're speaking to and what's going on, because you never know. Yeah, exactly.
1: I, I, I totally agree. We didn't have the, the infrastructure in place um, to be able to express um, a lot of those things we were experiencing for many, many years and still are experiencing.
2: So um, let's segue this conversation just a slightly bit um, bit because we also need to have deeper conversations about what black lives matter, because a lot of times Mm. what I'm seeing here is that everybody's ready to protest and riot and do all these things for black men that are unjustly killed and murdered by civilians or the state. But when it comes to women and when it comes to um, queer black people, especially transgendered women, there's a lot of silence. I feel like a lot of this, a lot of times when it comes to us, black women or black queer bodies, um, they're always afterthoughts and black men sort of take the attention and they roll with it. And then they do things that don't help the black black people in general like black race um you know african-americans wherever you're from it doesn't help them it only helps themselves and i think that a lot of times people try to push an agenda where the white man is the only evil mm. and you know what i mean. Like, I mean, there are books saying that slavery actually benefited white women more than it benefited black men and that it was their only claim to make to to fortune in a lot of ways. So and I feel like we started to see that a lot this year with the whole um, creation of the term Karen to describe specific types of white women. And we saw how they handled that. So. It's not...
1: I don't know anybody named Karen.
2: I actually don't know anybody named Karen. But I can say that a lot of Karens live in the western part of Canada, in Alberta and BC. Uh, A lot of Karens
1: live in the western part of the world.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm just specifically saying... Because a lot of people talk about Canada like it's this utopia. And honestly... the type of shit that happens here, like not necessarily like obviously the black people, too, but we are a very small part of the population here, guys. So uh, our issues are very different from this, the issues in the U.S., especially since most of the black people here are immigrants who are maybe first or second generation uh, versus people in the United States who have basically built the country. You know, it's a very different dynamic. It's a very different situation. Similar. Yes, uh, because a woman named Regis was who had um, her family called the police to help her because she had uh, a mental issue. Um, I think she does have a, mental, a recurring mental illness as well too. Surprises, for some weird reason, she surprisingly fell off the balcony and the only people who were there were the police. So, uh, our SIU, which is like our special investigation unit, it's, it's not actually a part of the police force, they, but they are there to investigate the police force whenever things like this happen. And they called in for situations like, uh, crap, I can't remember his name, but he also had a bit of a a mental issue and he was uh, a bit threatening on the TTC and they shot him as well. Um... And so the SIU was called in for that. And there's a lot of situations where the SIU is called in for. And this is something that they will be investigating very like at this point, really, um, because people are very pissed, especially since it has happened very recently when all this other stuff has been happening. So uh, I don't think that it's just American and a a U.S. problem. I think that a lot of black people, especially black people of the diaspora, can relate to this specific type of Racism um, and this very specific type of systemic racism, because our systems were created with this racism. Uh, I think it's a little bit different in Africa where they had like they flourished for a very long time before um, imperialism hit, and so uh, the things that a lot of the things that have happened in in that in, in that continent are fairly recent in in terms of um, and, it, and it didn't sort of start at their start, if you know what I mean. Um, whereas people here in the Caribbean, in South America and North America, a lot of us didn't have a past before that because of um, transla- the transatlantic slave-, slave trade. And then we're in these countries and as these countries are becoming what they need to become, they are being controlled by whiteness and that in itself is sort of um, oppressive. It is actually, well, it's not sort of, it is oppressive and it oppresses people um, in many ways through these these regulations these laws um public perception things like that and they build these nations with these characteristics in mind and so that's when we when we say things are systemic we mean that it is rooted the the roots of these trees are racist so of course the leaves on the fucking tree and and whatever fruits dangling from it is going to be racist and this is stuff that we like this is this is the life that we and our ancestors um, who, you know, survived slavery, I mean, they've already survived the worst atrocity, like, uh, one of the worst atrocities known to man, only to, like, have, to, to wish for something better, and, I mean, obviously there have been strides, because we are not slaves, but are we not slaves? It's also a question you should ask yourself, uh, s- not to get a whole tap on Well, you, doesn't Shamik Moore say that
1: he refuses to be a slave or something like that? Shameek Moore
2: is voluntary
1: and you can just opt in and out.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, he was mad that Roller Parks didn't get a call an Uber. So, I, I mean, you know, at this point, Shameek Moore should just be worried. Well, that he didn't give her the iPhone, so you know. He should just be worried that that um, MCU or whoever does um, mm. the Marvel Universe stuff doesn't replace him in sp- into the Spider Verse 2
1: because, because if he, man, I honestly don't know who this man is I've just been yeah. seeing his name on Twitter he, So
2: from he played Miles Morales in Into the Spider-Verse yes I know who this is yeah okay I didn't know who was outside who of Miles this? Morales to be honest a so. down. oh okay never watched the okay. show but uh, yeah so I mean as I said he better just pray that he's able to um, make amends because Into the Spider-Verse was pushed in a lot of ways from by Black people because they had finally seen somebody like them in and, and, and such a fantastic role. Because I mean, the, the movie is amazing. Like, it is, Into the Spider-Verse is one of the best Spider-Man movies of all time. But sh- what Shmeek Moore had said and what he continues to say um, is, is sort of I feel like it's threatening it and I personally do feel that they should replace him personally uh but you know who knows at this point what what's going to come out of that and what can happen so uh but you know i say all that to say that um you know what what was i even talking about honestly i I, I never know
1: what you're talking about
2: it's like i'm all like this whole week has been me trying to work but also trying to fill my brain with other things so that i don't I'm not bombarded with all of the crap that is happening. Okay. Like all these names and hashtags, all of this, like casual anti-blackness, casual racism, casual um, misogyny, misogynoir, you know, like all this stuff that's going on in the world. And it's a lie. I mean, like we're not robots. We're human beings. You know, we, we feel things like, even if, usually usually against our best wishes. We feel things. And so it can be a lot. And like the thing is though, we're also in 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 a time where like you feel like you need to be plugged in. So it is a very hard balance, <laughs> you know, because you want to make sure you know what's going on, but also you kind of don't want to know what's going on. So it is like this really weird push and pull thing where like I would I would like log out of my personal Twitter, but I, I would log into Nyan because I I still needed to put stuff up and also like I kind of felt like it was a safer place but then I realized quickly that it wasn't because the k-pop world is crazy so (laughs) it was like I don't know what to do okay like I just went on tumblr to be honest I was like this is low-key like heaven right now because there's not enough there's not a lot of news coming in, but honestly, it, like, there's not a lot, a lot of stuff. on. it feels like, yeah, it's not like
1: Tumblr is dead. It feel like it still has the same like hardcore people who's going to be there, but yeah. at the same time, it's not as like overwhelming with like constant news as it was back during, you know, you know, Ferguson and stuff like that. Um, so it's kind of like this weird middle ground.
2: It is. And honestly, like for me with my Tumblr specifically, like it's so fandom based, um, and then, like, I still have, like, a, a large chunk of, like, people that I'm mutuals with from my TVD and, like, Merlin Days and stuff like that. And, like, Sleepy Hollow Days. So, it's, like, Black women, but it's also just fandom stuff. So, like, anime and, like, TV and, like, For whatever. me, it's just Baby Yoda. Well, I mean, that's fair. That's yeah, also fair, so fair. Honestly, Baby Yoda,
1: he should, uh, step up. <laughs> I'm looking, Baby Yoda better tweet something.
2: Yeah. So like that's and like it's really strange because you don't really know what to say or what to feel or what. Because there's a lot of people who are like on the street marching and who are, you know, putting their lives and their bodies on the line. And I just like I for me personally, I was just donating money to different causes today. That's and like making sure like if I was going to retweet something, it was important. So it's like a list of places to donate a list of numbers to use what to do if you get pepper sprayed you know things like yes that.
1: or like you know how to like one thing that was going around too is like this thread of how um, people in Hong Kong did their protests to yes, stay safe, I saw that like all
2: the barricades you can use and things like that I saw that and also to like Mask that you can use to to yes. measure, like, facial recognition, and so I was trying to be helpful. places that is open for you to get milk in case you get something in your eyes.
1: Also, exactly. And there was um one going around like that basically was just updates on you know the safe spots in the cities and you know the places that were unsafe. Um, there was places um one when they after they hit up Target, they started giving away supplies. That yeah, they I hit up Target for.
2: and they were um just sharing it with people who needed who it. Needed it. Yeah,
1: and yeah. I just was like people people don't want to show that side of it. it's it's in a way it's very much like Robin Hood. That's yeah. what that's that is. It's like Robin Hood. Um and I I can't really fault people for giving away things from a billion dollar corporation.
2: Okay, listen, you know during this 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 pandemic I saw like uh, an article saying that businesses had become like four times richer or something like that. Yes, yes. Through subsidies, things that should go to the people that went to these million dollar, billion dollar organizations, including Trump's, because I know his hand is always in it. And so when When Trump signs those stimulus checks, only half
1: of it goes to the American people. The rest goes to big business. And not even when I say business, it's not small business, it's big businesses. Yep
2: because we heard from big businesses that actually gave the money back so yeah. we know that it's happening and so I have to assume that all the other big businesses that didn't say they gave it back just kept the money and then you heard a lot of stories on top of that of companies that let people go but they still gave their stockholders Ooh, yeah and their and their in executives bear the lines have been doing that or we heard stories about how the subsidies for small businesses only like 10 percent or like less than 10 percent went to act to black businesses um it all went to you know people i guess non-black people of color and white businesses i haven't seen um i, I mean i have to assume that that also d- excludes native americans because honestly uh, yeah it probably does yeah I hate uh, to say it. and then we've seen information like like I know we talked about China trying to frame the coronavirus as a Black thing that immigrants have brought over, but I'm seeing a lot of trends here as well, too, um, because the case, the number of cases of Black people tend to be higher in a lot of um, areas, mostly because they work in essential or essential service industries. Mm-hmm. So they had to work. They don't have the luxury of working from home. They don't have the luxury of, of working for people who will be like, oh, we'll pay you. Um, just be safe they don't have that luxury. So a lot of them still had to go into work. A lot of them still had to um, no provide services to without, yeah, without the the safety and security that they were afforded that they should have gotten. And so obviously they're going to have higher risk of it. Like in my neighborhood, like my mom said yesterday, like on the news, they were trying to paint it like it has the highest number in the city. And that's really what's driving the numbers up. And it's like, are you kidding me? Like, obviously, yes, because like when I would go on walks, I would see that the buses were very empty. But the people who were on the buses, I did not see a single white person on the bus.
1: Well, notice the shift in the in the in the the words that they're choosing. Notice that at first it was like, you know, we've got to we got to do everything we can. You know, the government has to do everything it can. Dah, 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 dah. Now it's that people are seeing that it's mostly black people who are dying from it. Unfortunately, they're saying black people need to take personal responsibility.
0: Yes.
1: it it, it went from being a problem of our federal government to a problem of individuals. And you know, obviously, I, I think that people, if people had the education and the opportunity and the resources to be able to, and to, and when I say that, that sounds so cr- weird to say in this context, but I think a lot of people we talked about this before the show, a lot of people sometimes just don't even know how to protect themselves still. People just don't know. And that's just like a real, very real thing that people don't get. Like people fail to realize like in places, for example, like, like LA, like where there's like high homeless populations, it will be very difficult for people who are homeless to know exactly what they need to do to protect themselves
2: absolutely absolutely Where and would they even get the access to not only things? that like you have to worry also about misinformation you have yeah. the leader of the free world telling people everything's safe everything's fine use the was a hydroquinone or, or something like that to like save yourself Dream even which? though it, it causes you know it causes death like you have somebody don't, don't wear a mask who is purposefully spewing misinformation to the point where twitter is you know threatening i don't know if to suspend it or what what's going on but like it's it's basically um going to investigate trump's tweets based on um the lack of facts and you have facebook mark zuckerberg being like ah we don't have to make sure that these are factual informations because who gives a shit Uh, um you know
1: did you you see uh, in it you know the the whole I'm gonna sign an order to regulate social media. I, I'm not like, yes. okay.
2: Yes, I saw that as well. So you have all of these factors coming into place, and and it it I feel like that the frustration from that and and just like because we know. We now we're more aware of the world. We are aware of our place in the world um, because we've seen it, you know, and we've had the riots. We've had, you know, the injustices and things like that and nothing's getting better. And now we have this this quarantine situation and every week that passed, we had more and more white people being like, I want to go outside. I want to get my hair done. I don't care about anybody else. It's your responsibility. And we see the numbers rising in the black community in terms of infections and deaths. And, you know, people who are putting their bodies in the line because they need to work, they need to provide for themselves and their family. uh, And they don't have the privilege of other options. And so we're seeing all of this. And I feel like those, those are sort of like embers of the situation as well. And obviously like, um, you know the kin- the back to back sort of murder situations also um you know have were sort of like kindling in in a lot of of ways and i don't know i just like it none this stuff isn't very surprising to me because I always felt like it was like, I felt like the world climate was sort of building toward it anyways. Um, and just, like, as a, a viewer of what was going on in the States and things like that, I felt like it was an inevitability. Um, but it does seem, like, it. at the same time, it does seem su- really, su- like, sudden, right? So it's it's kind of, like, a really hard thing to wrap your brain around because, you know, you want to make sense of it, but you also don't because it's depressing and it's just unfair you know and so uh you know we have these world situations and then you you know you go to your escape which is k-pop and you see people um you know unfollowing blogs because they they're talking about black lives matter and you know all lives matter to me or black lives don't matter to me you know like it's it's both usually uh or you have you know people positioning idols as activists and saying because of Martin Luther King and, and uh, Marcus Garvey and uh, Namjoon, you know, we have the, the power to speak. Like, what are you even talking about? Or you have people saying like, oh, yeah, you're black, but, you know, we're talking about K-pop. So you like you have an escape and you try to get into the escape. And it's like. The escape is as oppressive as the world, you know, <laughs> and it's always like it's so messed up like like just even being like going th- going through the 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 twitters for you know like fellow podcasters and friends other friends of the podcast you know who are also sort of like grappling with what's going on in the world and seeing the lack of support in in a lot of cases from people who you know like a month or two months ago you're kicking with about you know your favorite idol and things like that like it's hard it's rough like it's unfair, you know. Um, and I will say that I I have actually seen more from the anime community um, in terms of like support than I have seen from the K-pop community, and that's just like w- my personal experience from what I've seen so far. Uh, and it is very disheartening, but it's also like a good reality check at the same time because like I don't waste my energy and my time on people who don't waste it, who who don't care about me or see me as a human being and a lot of this is based on the fact that a lot of these people don't see black people as human beings. They see them as as things that they can steal culture from. You know, like, oh, you know, like if black people give something the seal of approval, that is what they look for. They or um if they want something some if they want a sassy meme or if they want uh like a catchphrase is, Black people are great for that. But as human beings, mm, gross, no thank you. And that's what it comes down to in a lot of ways. And that's what I'm seeing a lot of. And honestly, for me, I'm not going outside. I'm not risking my health <laughs> for what's going on. I mean, I may joke about redoing my room if they loot Walmart, but I'm not leaving my house. So, <laughs> you know... I can, only, like, I can only do what I can do. And right now what I'm choosing to do is use my platforms as small as they are uh, to be as helpful as I can and also donating to a lot of the causes. And I mean, I don't, I'm not a rich person. I can only donate to, so much, but I am giving money to people who are on the ground. Uh, but I also do want to say that for especially Black women, you are not a shield and i think it's really important for us to know this because usually at the forefront of a lot of these situations are black women putting themselves and their bodies and and you know everything that they have on the line and i mean we've already discussed things issues within our community uh that sort of just for me personally and i can't speak for anybody else but i i just like i cannot be Somebody who walks in front of a cannon for, you know, a lot of the people who just happen to be black like me. Like, I just I'm not going to do it. Um, I'm not going to run myself ragged, you know, with with people who don't care about me. And who any other day, you know, outside of the situation is quick to call, you know, like to make fun of dark skins, feet, dark, dark skin and um, black women's features and, you know, call them nappy, call them angry, call them like all these sort of things. I'm just like, I'm not going to put myself on the line for that. Uh, I am going to donate and provide as much information to help people who are out there, but I'm just like, I cannot. I am already way tired um, of and weary of this world, and I plan to be here for a very long time. <laughs> and I plan to be able to do more once I am secure enough financially, and you know, like, and I have a platform, like a, a bigger platform that I can use to actually make a change. That's the way that I choose to be an activist. I guess if I'm going to be an activist, I don't know. I don't really like, know about that term, so I'm just gonna, yeah, just throw it out there like that. That's what I choose. Those are the things that I choose to focus on, um, and I feel like sometimes you have to be selfish, selfish with your 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 mind, your state of health, and your your state of mind in order to be effective. I don't know if that makes sense, but I just see a lot of people who are willing to throw themselves, you know, over a bridge, and I absolutely feel like you know, do what you feel is right. But at the same time, there is a lot of like, we talked about a lot of, especially black men who are not reciprocating that. And so why would you (laughs) risk it all for somebody who's just going to turn around and call you a nappy headed hoe tomorrow? Or like, you know, rappers who rap about cheating on dark skin, cheating on women and, and, you know, like, who only have light-skinned women in their music video Who only have, you know, light skin and white And biracial baby mamas Who, um Pretty much as soon as they get money Don't give a shit about black women Who abuse them I just, I want to make sure That we are taking care of ourselves And taking care of ourselves Sometimes means That you Are not going to be the shield And you're not going to be outside looting And you're not going to be, um allowing certain behavior because it's good for the race you know like I just I kind of want like in order to better all black people sometimes you just have to learn to say you know you do you to the ones who are not in it for the same reasons as you are and so I just like I want to say that like help if you can you know if you're overwhelmed emotionally physically like it's okay to take a breather and to take a break and take care of yourself you do not have to like run yourself ragged in a lot of ways you know because you feel like that's what is expected of you no what is expected of you is to be the best that you can do and so that you can do the best that you can do and Sometimes that means, you know, maybe disconnecting from the internet. Sometimes that means, you know, taking a bubble bath and doing a sheet mask and reading in in the bathtub. Sometimes that means, you know, just donating money that you, you know that you have, and sort of making sure that you focus on other things uh, that make you happy because you don't want to be sad and depressed all the time. And, you know, I just you know, I hope that is very clear <laughs> what I'm trying to say, because I know some of you people are going to come out here and be like, Oh, she's saying not to, not to help out with the protests or not to do this and not to do that. And blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, listen, sometimes you have to be selfish in order to really be able to be effective and help. And there's no problem with that. And there's no problem also in just being like, listen, you know, I'm going to talk about Brianna Taylor or Brianna Taylor. Sorry. Um, or I'm going to talk about regis I'm going to talk about the black women I'm going to talk about all the trans uh gendered people who have you know com- continuously been victimized and continuously you know being slain for just for being who they are um who never really get any attention if you're paying attention they don't get a lot of attention um and I feel bad for not uh, there's so many names unfortunately somebody had a tweet up that had like remember their names and it was like a collage and I was just like not today guys I just there
1: are, I mean there are literally so many names that it's just like I can't do this it's so disheartening
2: you know what I do um, want to talk about though just what? shortly. I don't think you can convince somebody who doesn't want to be convinced that racism is, an, is a problem and privilege is a problem no of course you can't <laughs> I don't I think it's like possible I feel like a lot of times people get frustrated because they try to explain and use logic on people that don't want to hear it because they have their own agendas. And so you can't really like discuss it with a lot of these people. I mean, we talk about the Korean public and how they're wording these situations that's going on. They don't want to hear it. you damn right if this happens to them, like if it was like, you know, the Korean version of it, they would have a lot to say. But because it's happened to black people, they don't give a shit.
1: Well, and and so. I think that's where. It, OK, so I like that you're mentioning this because I'm like, that's where um, there's power in and in, in so many things that we don't even understand that we have. And this is how I've, I felt from day one. I don't support n- things that don't support the things that I believe in. So that means, you know, particularly financially, I think that that is very, very important in this world that we live in. Money quite literally makes the world go around. And I think that is a very easy way because most people don't live in South Korea. (laughs) You know what I mean? Well, I don't, it's not like I as a white person live in South Korea and can you know, rise up against racism. there the same way I rise up against racism in my own country. Um, it, the way that you do it is you, I feel like you have to think about what they consume from us. Absolutely. And you have to cut that off. You have to cut off the billion
2: dollar Korean hair care industry. You have to cut that off. Cut that at its roots. We need to, honestly, that is something that needs, but honestly, even, I would rather go to the big box stores and, you know, all buy day, from there. Um, and I have, I actually get them from Shoppers Drug Mart now because they carry the brands that I like. I feel like when people, and I feel like they, they try to make it seem like Black people have, you
1: know, not th- all of them, right? But there are some people who are K-netizens who are trying to make it seem like, well, we don't support Black people because Black people are this, that, and that way against us. I feel like that is such a fallacy. I feel like the tensions between the black and Korean community, it goes back many, many years. But really, if you want to talk about it, y'all been profiling us in y'all stores for years.
0: It
1: started with it started with Asian-Americans. It started with Asian people who have like Sadaf Sadaf. That's his name. Like Sadaf was saying. It started when white people basically told Asian Asian people, when you come to America, you are automatically better than black people. And Asian people really started to they really started to believe that. And I think because of that, they started to feel the way about us. Honestly, it's a combination of the way they always felt about darker skin combined with the way they, that white people feel about black people. You combine that, you know, white people as in white supremacists, you, you combine those things together and you get these sort of racial tensions that I feel like, you know, when I'm around a Korean person, I don't feel scared of them. But when they are around black people, I think that they feel scared of black people. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't and understand that. Why are you scared? It's also very insidious too. The way that they like, and this is not just Koreans. Um, I feel no, like absolutely it's, not. It's the same thing for most Southeast Asians, especially Northeast where what, North uh, Asia? East Asians. Yeah, 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 East yeah, Asians. <laughs> <Yeah>, East Asians. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, was yeah, yeah. so thinking of like Thailand and those places, which is very different demographic, um, demographically, and also like uh, class-wise. It's very different sorry uh but yeah east asians i feel like um they're very like we always talk about intent on the show and i think their intent is very clear they go into predominantly black neighborhoods to sell things to us whether it's food whether it's electronics or stuff at a convenience store puts a hair store they know that they cannot go into a white community and do the very same thing so they come to the black community and then they think and then on top of that they prevent you from opening your own business doing the same exact thing in that community which is your community mind Mm -hmm. you um because there are so many stories about black people who tried to get into the hair industry who were shut out by koreans uh and 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 like it'd be one thing if they were actual allies, and you know like whatever, and you know they were actually trying to help you know foster good business relationships regardless of race and things like that, but they're not they're they're also parasitic in a lot of ways because they go there to make money off of you and to treat you like crap and to profile you they don't they don't they're not there for any other reason. it's not like they actually like like you you're and they definitely don't want your kid their kids to date you mm. so like, what else are you there for? You know? So it is sort of like the whole model minority myth. I think people think, you know, they see white people on TV eating
1: the Korean barbecue, eating the sushi, eating this, the that, the Peking duck. And they go, oh, they must love us. Yeah, absolutely. Learned. I hear it from black people. Black folks, We they loved our creations first. <laughs> white people loving your things does not mean they love you.
2: No and the thing is that they understand racism against them they just don't understand that they perpetuate it because you know the whole who who knows at this point i don't even care like at this point like you know yeah there's root causes about things about laws and shit like that but at the end of the day your behavior is your behavior i mean i'm sure like there are you know asian people who are being real allies you know like who don't stand for, you know, what's going on, who are donating, who are on the ground. You know, there was, I saw a picture of like white people shielding black people, literally shielding black people from the police. Okay. yeah. Like, so, it's, I it's, mean, there's also obviously there are allies, but when we talk about groups of people or, you know, we talk about uh, like a more of a systemic sort of situation where it's, it's it's, I it's think a wide area. It's very
1: like and, and i'm not saying when i say this i'm not saying that it is analogous to that at all uh, in, in the sense that you know it's at that same level but i i am saying that it, it's you can kind of see an analogy between the abolitionists um versus all the people who were post-slavery right it w- there were very few abolitionists that doesn't mean they weren't you know abolitionists it just means there wasn't as many it wasn't systemic you know what i mean no, There weren't a lot of people who wanted to abolish slavery, but there were just very few. It's kind of like, there's not a lot of people who are allies. There's very few. It, we're not going to deny they exist. It's a no. good thing they exist, And it, it would be nice if there were more allies, because I do think that that would help. Absolutely. Um, That being said, I'm not going to sit up here and dilute myself into thinking every person is going to automatically want to be an ally because that's just not the reality of the world. Just like every person was not going to want to be an abolitionist back during the slavery
2: days. Yeah. And honestly, to like, I mean, you know, to bring it back to Jay Park, you know, if you're going to be or say that you're an ally, be an ally, do something effective. Don't just tweet Black Lives Matter and think that that's going to be like, The good enough you know like that because that's not good enough uh money infrastructure job opportunities these are things that are very important representation in media like diversity isn't like it's funny how things like diversity you know woke um racism these are all like all of a sudden they're catchphrases and you know they're they're using derogatory manner um because they don't exist or they you know it's just the leftist um avocado toast people who who speak about it. And it's like these are real things that we need. <laughs> you know, like we like we when you have a system that is against you, you need money, you need resources in order to be better. And so um yeah, it's just like it's a very frustrating situation. And I feel like it's hard to talk about. Because you don't, you you kind of really don't want to get. I think we want to. Like, I don't want to get to any emotional aspects of it because I'm already tired. You know, like I Honestly, just, yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I, I don't. I'm not getting there either.
1: I I just. Yeah. I just think that the conversation needs to be had. I think oh, it needs to be not. And I think absolutely. our audience. I think, you know, I don't, of course, not all of our audience lives in the United States. And even if they did, there are going to be people who don't know about it or people who um, I think, you know, maybe don't know all the sides and all of the things that are going on or things like that. And I think it is important to talk about it and speak on it from a very logical perspective, you know, Um, and just speak on it from what's right, you know? Um, and, and so I, I'm glad that we did this and I, um, I hope that, you know, obviously it was just kind of, I don't want to say it's kind of like a stream of consciousness, right? We just are just talking about stuff.
2: Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah
1: we <laughs> are on the front lines Attention to the people who are out there for your cause I think that's important To bring attention to the people who are going up for your cause Because you don't want to accidentally put money In the wrong
2: people's pockets Do not give money to Sean King for the love of God Do not do it <laughs> Because we know he's a fraudster Like we've known that from time Oh wait no allegedly we know he's a fraudster We've known that from time uh- <laughs> I, Here's how I feel Yes I think you should if you
1: There are a lot of Black women um and families who are um on the front lines a lot of black women who are may have been displaced a lot of um uh, black women who are really speaking up i think if you listen to our podcast you, you know what we're about and you that if i feel like if you're still here with us and you've been here for since 2018 um I think you know what we're about. And I think you, you have to agree with us somewhat cause you're still here. Um, <laughs> so we, if you agree with us, if you agree, and not, I'm not saying if you agree with us, like it's a us versus them, but if you, um, you know, are agreeing are, uh, to be
2: on the right side of history. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's absolutely I didn't say it that, that way, but that's, no, that's just the fact, I didn't, you know, what it is because if it, you think of like, look, look at all the people who are against MLK in his time, but they like to spout like, like you know, the people like, like he is, you know, MLK wouldn't riot. He wouldn't do these things. And it's like, what are you even talking about? Like 30, 40, like some, I mean, it wasn't that long ago. Some of these people like, you know, had platforms back then too. Yeah. <laughs> who, you know, had shit to say about him. Like, but now all of a sudden he's like, he's like this this example of what not to do, what how to, how to be a good Negro, you know, like mm-hmm. what the hell? Yeah,
1: I, well, I say all that to say, you know, if you if you understand where we're coming from, if you understand where the right side of history is, we're really just urging you to do what you can to support things that are helpful, positive and things that are helping the cause of fighting for equitable treatment, equitable Uh, rights, equitable, everything for Black people. Um, Because the reality is it's not equitable for Black people in this country. It's not equitable for Black people in anywhere in the world. I mean, I've been reading reports about children in Brazil. A Black kid in Brazil was killed. Um, You know, I've been reading stuff from all over the world about Black people being killed. This is not just happening in the United States. So no matter where you're from, um, no matter if you, you, speak, you speak English or you speak Korean or you, it doesn't matter. What matters is, is that we do something so that all people are treated equitably in the world. That's what matters. Yep.
2: And so, don't forget to take care of yourself.
1: Yes. And also, yeah, that's super important. Um, like they say, when you get on the airplane, put your mask on first and then if you, well, I mean, I, hopefully you're never in a plane crash, but- Put yeah. your mask on first and then put the kid's mask on because without you, there's no kid. So do what you need to do. Get yourself together, get your coins together, get your, everything you need to do to be healthy and happy and successful and make sure that you continue to pay that health, happiness and success for it um, and, and be on the right side of history. I think this has been an insightful discussion. Um, We've touched on a lot of things today. We've touched on COVID-19, racism, uh, cults, and mass murder. Um, Didn't think that would be something I would be touching on.
2: I did not think so either. I feel, yeah, like so many things are happening at such a fast speed. It's just hard to keep up. (laughs) Yes.
1: I don't know how people lived like... Two hundred years ago and they didn't have any internet and like nothing was happening all day so they were just like sitting there looking out into the distance whereas us were constantly connected to information and getting updates to stuff but anyway uh yes thank you guys for listening um shout outs shout outs yes well i was gonna give closing remarks yes. oh sorry but we can do shout outs okay. first Shout out to um, shout out to all the black women all over the world. Shout out to all of our listeners. Um, we really, really appreciate you guys. Um, we hope that you um, can find enjoyment in this. I know this was a little bit more of a serious episode. We touched on some serious things, but hopefully there's some things that you can laugh at too. Um, shout outs to all of the people who are um, doing their part, um, being on the right side of history. Special shout out to um my throat because Mm-mm. it hurts from talking Mm-mm. for 5 hours oh um, yes and yeah that that's my primary shout outs we just really appreciate all of the good people out there and all of our listeners
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh so shout out to black people and shout out to allies and if you don't fit into those categories then you know I ain't got shit for you. Or I used uh, to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No <that> mix. <makes> <laughs> uh shout out to Black Clover because I've been watching that anime. It has been my escape, and it is honestly such a good anime, and I love it dearly, and it is helping me um sort of disconnect my brain for a bit. Shout out to Yami, specifically from Black Clover, because I have been questioning whether or not I should change my um, name from Mrs. Ackerman, both here and on Twitter, uh, to Mrs. Yammy because he's delicious. And <laughs> shout out to. Oh, can
1: I do one quick shout out? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah! Shout out to Baby Yoda. I want to love you forever. <laughs> <laughs> I've been seeing so many like I don't know how this happened, but Baby Yoda has entered the public stream of consciousness again. Oh, and oh. so I've been rediscovering how cute he is. So. Oh, that's nice. Us uh, so the babies all over the world for existing and breathing
2: and stuff. Yes, yes. Uh, shout out to um, the Attack on Titan team because even though every single an- almost every single anime and manga has been delayed. They still gave us news that Attack on Titan, the final season, was coming in the fall. And I have been losing my mind over it. Uh, And I just want to say shout outs also to um, people who are still dealing with the COVID-19 situation. I understand. So much has gone on, guys. I mean, we got We got parallel universes. We have riots now. We have social... Injustices sort of being. You're going to have the, the same
1: proof of, of the uh, um, alternate universes. I need to see that. I don't understand.
2: First of all, how do you know it's a parallel universe and not an alternate universe? How do you know that? And how do you well, know that mean, an alternate universe, universe is a.
1: A parallel universe is a type of alternate universe.
2: It is. But how do you determine what type of alternate universe? Yeah, like have
1: you seen everything in that universe to know And that then on top exactly of that, parallel? how
2: do you know it runs backwards? Because that was also what they were saying, that time flows differently there.
1: Well, so hi- send me the information. I gotta look into that. You know, I'm a yeah. um, armchair scientist, so
2: so I'm kind of confused. And then I'm also like, so is all universe nat. I bet I just bet that bitch has her life together, and she's looking at me like, "What are you doing?" And you know, I'm a little offended by this. I'm kind of believe that. True. I'm kind of hoping it's not true. Well, we'll see. That <laughs> never catches that shade, but that's why I shade. Because <laughs> shut up, uh, shut up. <laughs> I heard you, but I was gonna be a good, a, a better person, and I was gonna move. Back. A better
1: person than your previous self. Shut up.
2: Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> um, see, look, we were able to end this on lighter tones, guys. Yes. Okay. No, How? Oh, and- oh, is that- Normally, normally I would say um, donate money or like um, if you have money to, to to give, please you know think about sponsoring us on, yeah. on our Patreon. But this time, my plea is going to be for the charities, uh, yeah. and I will put a link on the Twitter of of the charities that you should provide to the ones that are actually doing. Things with this money um that are helpful and uh i you know like any way that you can use your voice your platform uh your your wallet any anything that you can do i mean any help is is necessarily needed at this time and you know we're very grateful if you guys could you know help if you can because there are going to be so many lives that are going to be lost and, and it's not just from the quarantine, from, from COVID-19, but from, you know, just the way that these systems are falling apart. And, you know, I, I don't, I hope it, it it doesn't, I hope the bad doesn't last as long as it is. Uh, yeah. But at this point, I feel like something's got to give and, and you know, it's going to get worse before it gets before better. better. So,
1: so, yes, please donate to all please. of the causes that donate to... Um, all of the the great people out in the world who are trying to change the world um, in the yeah. way that you know is 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 the best. Everybody
2: can, everybody helps in their own way, and that's all that you can ask for. Exactly. So, so yeah. do what you
1: want to do. All right. Um, with that being said, please uh, go ahead, and if you haven't already, follow us on Twitter. Where are we at on Twitter? Net. We're at
2: N-Y-A-N Edizens at Twitter. Where yes. it's, you'll see me. You can like us on Facebook. Facebook. Where can <laughs> they find us on Facebook? Uh, not Your Average Edizens, or you can send us an email at netizens. not Edizens at gmail.com. Sorry, it is like after three o'clock in the morning, guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's 316. It's yeah. This is the latest we've ever gone. I, I looked at the clock an hour ago. Not yeah. even an hour ago, about ten minutes ago, it was one o'clock. So I think that's a daylight savings. Um, <laughs> shout, out- <laughs> shout outs to or not shout outs. Um, um, make sure that you follow us on Instagram at Not Your Average Netizens. You can also um, listen to our podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, um, wherever you find podcasts. Um, subscribe to our YouTube page at Not Your Average Netizens Podcast. Um, and we will. Music videos, st- music video reactions there, and
2: other tidbits from the podcast. And um, not to plug myself, but I have started a new podcast with my good friend Nikki called Soju Chronicles. It is actually not about K pop because, I mean, I already have my girls and Jay for, P- for K pop. So uh, you can find us at Twitter at Soju Chronicles. And yeah. we do biweekly podcasts where we drink and we talk about anime, mangas uh dramas e- asian dramas specifically east asian dramas and also just like we usually have like a third part where we just talk about anything so enjoy oh. uh but, yeah yeah sorry Put me on an episode oh no you sh- you absolutely have to be on an episode when we talk about mangas <laughs> when you're talking about man was today i was like jimin should be on an episode <laughs> Uh, so yeah those are all the ways places you can find us you can find me feel free to drop responses um, or send us an email or DM anything and we love reading them we don't get them as often as we'd like but we do love reading them and and enjoy um, we get more DMs than we do comments (laughs) sorry? we get more DMs than we do comments that's true that is actually really true uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you thank you anyways podcast yes and whatever you can thank you for so, the support and thank you, thank you for listening to us and um you know letting us entertain you educate you i don't know a lot of things yeah. all right guys, all nice guys. guys. for us bye bye, bye.